You, my friend, are listening to The Happy Hearthstone. This episode is brought to you, as always, by listeners just like you. Thank you so much to Major Death, Tim K, Barbaric Yop, Bodicus, Wicked Good, Brett R, Doge TK, Mr. Jones, Trevor Y, and Avantis for supporting the show, making it happen, and investing in yourselves. You can join them and get some great perks over at patreon.com slash thehappyhearthstone. And whether or not Saviors of Old Doom has released, you can get the best deal possible on packs. Go to the blog at thehappyhearthstone.com to find out more. Welcome to episode 176 of the Happy Hearthstone, the longest-running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. I'm your host, Andrew Brown, and of course, we are live today on the scene in Old Doom. There is some kind of city that is floating over these ancient tombs that have not been touched in centuries, millennia, I don't even know how long, but we got a tip from a Gadgetzanian that there was something that was about to go down. And I, Steve, I feel like these people that are floating in the air are in for some severe trouble. Or do you think there might be even bringing trouble here? I, I don't know, but I want to start this off by with a review of sand. I hate sand. <laughs> Why would you hate sand? That's, That's a Star Wars a reference. So come on. Oh, that was that was I, that was pure nerd fan service, is what that it's was. It's true. I'm. I, I wish that I was there. I did. I did reference it with Luke, right? I you hope did. I did. Okay, thanks. Anyway, well, regardless, we're here because it's time to break down whether you like sand or not. All of the cards that have a lot of sand within them. So, Steve, thank you so much for joining me here uh, for another round of reviews. I can't believe it's time already. I really can't, and I'm. I'm really excited. I'm I'm excited. It's just always my favorite time of the whole reveal is getting to do these shows. And I'm even more excited because we are doing this for a live studio audience for the first time. And yeah. that is really a lot of fun. So hi to everybody in chat. Yeah, thanks to everyone who's joining us on Twitch right now and who will later. Um, you know, I remember we had a review where I welcomed back listeners about every 30 minutes or something like that. We've got some people who are sticking it out for the long haul because they came out live. But uh, I know we'll have people coming and going. Just want to tell you how much it means to me and to Steve that you'd come and hang out with us. These review episodes really are uh, a treat every year. I was actually thinking about it, Steve. Even though we do this every single set, 
uh, I was I was thinking about it today that usually it feels like we were just doing this. And for this one, it feels like it was a long time ago for whatever reason. I Have we aged in Hearthstone years like way more than we have in the real world? I, I mean, you know, warrior years are seven times longer than actual that's, years. That's actually accurate uh, in every way. Well, regardless, uh, we are going to batten down the hatches. And, but before we do, Steve, I, I want to give you a chance to... Uh, introduce yourself to any new listeners that we have who are uh, listening to our reviews for the first time. So tell us who you are and uh, you know your space in the Hearthstone universe here. Yeah, so I'm uh, my name's Steve. I go by Wicked Good. Um, I do a podcast called Off Curve, which I record from my car while I am driving home from the train station. Uh, usually about thirty-five to forty minutes over whatever suits me, unless you know someone comes and guests, and then it's an hour and a half to two hours. But that doesn't happen too often. And um, I also, you may know me from the uh, specialist meta reports. If you do any competitive Hearthstone, I do a number of, um, of dashboards collecting all the data from the specialist qualifiers and publish that as part of the No Pros Here meta report that goes out on a weekly basis while the qualifiers are going on. I, I do casting every so often. I will be, um, I, I think I can say it, but I'm not sure. I, I will be doing uh, House Rivalries the next season when it when it starts in a couple weeks. Awesome. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm really excited for that. And, and um, you know, I have a lot of opinions about cards. So... <laughs> <laughs> And I still do vividly remember it when I was uh, taking over the Happy Hearthstone and, and thinking about who do I want in that uh, co-pilot seat that I need somebody who can uh, who can bring opinions. I need somebody who has a lot of strong opinions and somebody who is really fun to talk to. So you met it in uh, it all in spades. And uh, that's why it's always such a joy for us to get together, man. And, and also incredible stamina to go through all these cards. You do have to have the stamina <laughs> as well. Uh, so this will be a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, if you haven't checked off curve before you definitely want to go do that you can find it in any podcast app Uh, and steve comes out with a lot of additional things around this time as well so he doesn't have enough uh, just by talking for six hours about these cards with me he also breaks down new decks with uh, ridiculous hat and uh and all sorts of other stuff don't you guys do a pre and post-op essentially um well we had an episode last week about that sometimes is wrapping up of the meta and this time happened to be a little bit more about our feelings Mm-hmm. So, uh, which came out of the, you know, the state of the game, you know, that's similar to the episode that you released. And I think we, they actually recorded them on the same day. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he and I had been having a lot of the same conversations in Discord. So you can go listen to that. It's one of the most, it's not the most recent episode, but it's the one of the most recent episodes. But I think it was a good listen. And um, usually right after we record this, like a day or two later, uh, we he and I go through every deck that's meta relevant from the first week in in detail so Mm -hmm. that's a trip so i I talk a lot about hearthstone in this like week and a half and then i just sit in my sit in silence for the rest of the time to to let my voice rest so and we're all better from listening to it for sure i know i at least am well we've got obviously a ton of cards to get through but we also have quite a bit to get through before we get there so steve i have to ask you as i always do why you're happy today well, I'm, I'm happy that I have air conditioning because I wasn't sure if I was going to as of a couple days ago. 
Because uh, it's I, one of those things that until you don't have it, you realize how how grateful you really are for its existence. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, even in Massachusetts, where we don't, a lot of people don't have it because they just don't need it most of the time. But we've been having a heat wave, and we were getting some stuff together on Sunday, and all of a sudden, I noticed a huge puddle on the floor, and ended up spending three hours shop packing up water off my basement floor. <laughs> um, but luckily, oh, it was a, it was a quick fix, and I'm I'm happy to be in uh, in air conditioning, and and I'm also happy because my wife and I are celebrating 16 years of marriage on sunday congratulations man that is huge yeah so Um, what are you guys doing to celebrate uh we usually just go to roots chris and and have steak without the children my parents are going to take the twins for the night and my oldest is at summer camp so perfect well have a nice night to ourselves roots chris is one of the best steaks steak houses in town i know so yeah um keep it in line with that uh, we actually had some family friends who watched our kids, and it was our very first night without both of them. We actually had one night where we had to take Lane with us, but uh, we had both of them for a few hours, and wow. so we got away to a local uh, a local brewery, and they were doing a trivia night, and my wife was excited about that, and I was like, if you're excited about it, we are definitely going to go do it. Uh, so Team Brownie Bites did not come in last place, at least, um, and so I was thankful for that. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the place had a chips and salsa cream ale. What? And it's... That sounds weird. I've had some jalapeno beers in the past that are like too much of a kick in the pants. This was just flavor, and it's really weird to explain that it was actually good. I do have an affinity for the odd stuff, especially when it comes to beverages and food, but this was like, it was actually good. So I wish I could uh, give all of you listeners a little sample of it. If you're in Colorado, let me know, and we'll swing by Cogstone and uh, and check it out. But that was just a ton of fun, and it's just, it's gas in the tank when you get some good time with your with your. Uh, spouse and uh, or loved one so i'm super super happy and thankful for that yeah it, it's so it's so hard especially when you have kids and i mean minor 12 and 10 and 10 and i mean with twins especially it's almost impossible and mm-hmm. you know whenever you can get that time it's so important and it, if you can you know find something that you both want to do it's 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 a really it's a special treat yeah, there are times I often think about uh, how do people do this when you double up on a birth or triple up? It's just you just get through it, I guess. Yeah. That's what that's what I've heard from my friends. You, you, you know, it's uh, there's an old quote that's attributed to Churchill that I don't know if it's actually from him or not, because every quote is attributed to Churchill. Right, right. If you're going through hell, keep going. <laughs> yes. As long as you uh, just keep swimming. That you, the, one was Winston Churchill, is, I think. You know, however much sleep deprivation you're dealing with. When mm-hmm. there's twins, there's so much more that you just don't remember any oh, of it. So gosh. it's, you know. Yep. <laughs> it's just a blur. Well, yeah. I'm happy that we do have some good time tonight, too, to dedicate to talking about all of these insane cards. This expansion is getting the proper hype, I think. There is just uh, a lot of excitement and anticipation of what's going to change in the meta. So we will have a lot of time to talk about that. Really, for the news, all we need to tell you is that Savers of Old Doom is releasing today as this podcast episode releases. So I'm sure that uh, you are either waiting with bated breath for it to release in a few hours, or it is already out there and you're listening to this as you are either finding deck lists or making your own or whatever. So uh, it's insanity out there, and we will uh, join and contribute to the insanity uh, by going really in-depth with all of these cards. And um, I do want to let you know, uh, before we get started, about something that I've mentioned uh, in the podcast before, 
If you're listening to this prior to Savers of Old Doom releasing, we always talk about how the pre-orders that they do are the absolute best deals. If you're going to drop any money into the game, that's the time you want to do it. And so I want to encourage you, if you still have not yet checked out that blog post that I wrote about how to get the single player for free when it's released, you can go check it out at thehappyhearthstone.com. Just scroll down to the bottom. It'll have the blog post near the bottom of the screen there. And the very first one has that title. Go check it out. And I've broken down step by step how you can get the absolute best of the best deal. It's a good enough deal on its own, but every little bit matters, especially when you're buying these expansions uh, each go round. So go check that out uh, if it hasn't released yet. Even if it has released, you can go check it and still uh, and still save some money on any bundles that you buy and support the show in the process. So yeah. it's a win, win, win. Yeah. And, and one other thing that I want to, that I forget every time, and I'm just going to say it as a PSA. If you're buying packs with gold, save yourself like 500 gold for like two weeks just in case they do another Brawliseum because they've been doing them pretty much after every set release. And so if you are like me and you put all of your available gold into packs, then you're going to be scrounging to try to get one or two in. And that's a really good way to be able to grind out a bunch of extra packs right after the set releases. Yeah, that's a really good call, man. I, you know, they were, they did say with these patch notes that just came out that there are going to be some events around like uh, Elise, I guess, leading the league back. So uh, I, but last time when they had the Brawliseum, the day that the set released, or maybe yeah. the day after, I guess, is what it was, they really got, uh, had that happen with a lot of really positive feedback. So, uh, I don't know if we'll see it this go around, but it's definitely you have nothing to lose by just yeah. delaying a few days and seeing what the first week or two, at least, of the tavern brawls are going to be. Yeah, and I think it's the last two sets now because I feel like I felt like Charlie Brown uh, kicking the football th- with Rise of Shadows. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so I think it might be the last two. So it, it's probably just worth it. Just like you can always buy those packs later if they don't do it, and mm-hmm. then just you know you'll be happy, and then you'll be able to because like if you have five hundred gold. And even if you just like break even, that's generally pretty good to be able to get a bunch of extra packs. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, before we jump into all of these cards, we need to talk very briefly about how we do our rating system. Uh, hopefully many of you are joining us from uh, from years and expansions gone, gone by. Uh, but for any new listeners, we want to give you a brief overview of what to expect Uh, We do wait until all of the cards have been revealed because we feel like that gives us the best chance pre the expansion releasing to know in context the chance that these cards have to be good. We've gone through a lot of different iterations of kind of what we define as the... um, the end game of the uh, the score that we're going to give these, uh, you know, we we think it's fun to give cards scores. Uh, we don't, we're not hanging our hat on anything. Well, there are some cards that we do hang our hats on because <laughs> we were right or wrong, uh, mostly right. But um, but yeah, but these scores are are mostly for fun, for the dialogue, and for us to give you as a listener a good idea of which cards to pay attention to and which ones that you probably don't need to hold on to or uh, mess around with too much. We do give each a constructed and an arena score. For the constructed score, we're mostly considering standard, uh, though if, if applicable, we'll talk about wild. If you're really interested in wild, uh, my good buddy Saucy Mailman and Danny Donuts do Into the Wild podcast, 
And they do the same thing that we do as far as like insane amounts of time uh, talking about all of these cards. And they're talking purely from Wild Focus. So go listen to that if you're really interested. But we will bring it up uh, now and again uh, if appropriate. Anything you want? I, I guess it's a scale of one to five. We do reserve zeros for the uh, the worst of the worst. Um, and that's everything I can think of. What else am I forgetting, Steve? The, I think the only thing is that when we're rating them for constructed, we're not rating them on power or meta right, uh, viability. Right. It's more, mm-hmm. it's more of a a scale of how important is it going to be in terms of the deck that wants it. So the decks mm-hmm. that wants it may not be good. It may not be meta relevant, but generally one is going to be just it doesn't have a place at all and five would be something that's meta defined or it's that's deck defining that you're going to build an entire deck yeah. around whether or yeah. not that deck and is actually viable or not may fa- may figure into that score mm-hmm. a little bit but it's not going to be like oh you know if we rate something this is not a crafting guide that's what i'm trying to say this is not a crafting yes guide. that's yes if we Absolutely. if we rate something a five do that does not mean you should go craft it in golden day one unless it's the priest quest <laughs> in which case you absolutely should um but, sure, sure. <laughs> and if we rate something a one or a zero that doesn't mean you should dust it right away like things change and we are often mm-hmm. wrong just like everybody is like we're mm-hmm. just kind of doing this for entertainment purposes only yeah. And and for me, I, I feel like more so than any other expansion review that we've done, I'm entering this one really trying to have a perspective for the future as well. Because you you I, I feel like we're at a better place where we can hypothesize what might come around. We never know for sure, but I am willing to look at a card that I may say today, this has absolutely no place anywhere. And, you know, the effect's kind of cool, but it just isn't going to work. But then think about, well, what if there was something like this? Well, then that would actually make this card pretty viable. Maybe the deck would work. And we see that happen a lot of times. I mean, in this set, there are several cards that are going to bring out uh, some Witchwood. And uh, what are the other sets that were revealed last? I don't even um, Good lord. It, it was cool. Witchwood, Witchwood, Boomsday, and Rastakhan. Thank you so much. So like Rastakhan especially, like that one yeah. really didn't get a lot of limelight. Uh, and so I think I think that it'll be fun talking about these cards and also uh, looking, speculating a little bit. But we try and do our best to just say, is this card good enough on its own? And uh, and then take it from there. Yeah. And, so and, and I think the, the other thing and, and I mean, we're talking about all of the savior savior classes this week and mm-hmm. these all have reno style archetypes which changes things a lot because suddenly like a lot of what goes into whether a card is going to be good enough and constructed or not is well what are you taking out for it or what is it replacing Mm -hmm. and when it's taking up one slot out of 30 as opposed to two slots out of 30 that makes a big difference Mm -hmm. in terms of in terms of like how much does it need to do in order to contribute right and you know when reno decks are going to be the most powerful winter of 2020 yeah Absolutely. When, when when there are well, and I guess actually for the, for the next set too, you'd have as as many pool of cards. But um, but just thinking about that, like the, these Reno cards, you've got to think about like if there's more, you know, because right now uh, you're not you're going to be at least a little limited. I, I didn't really think about it, but doing it for the middle set is kind of perfect because you have enough at this point to kind of make them work. But um, like if you did it as the first set of the year, it just w- it just wouldn't really. Wouldn't really be great. Anyway, yeah. we've talked too long about uh, hypotheses and, and processes and stuff. We need to talk about the reason why all of you are listening right now, which is for cards. So 
Let's go ahead and get it started. We're gonna start off with Druid. Like Steve mentioned, we're going to go through the League of Explorers classes. And uh, Steve, why don't you kick us yeah. off with this Druid quest here? I, I mean, it's only appropriate because this is a card that requires you to play off curve. So it, I really ah. should be <laughs> I um, wish I had planned that, but uh, uh, regardless, take it, man. Yeah, so um, so Untapped Potential is a legendary spell, which is a quest, which are, and I guess we should talk about quests in general real quick, mm-hmm. that yep. quests are coming back when each class is getting one. As with the other class, they cla- other class quests in the past, they start in your opening hand. They all cost one. They all get played out, and then they give you a reward. What is different about the quests in uh, in this set versus in Angoro is that the quests in Saviors of Uldum are immediately change your hero power. There is not a quest reward, quest reward card that you need to play, and it right. immediately just changes your hero power. And they generally seem to be a little bit more. Uh, mid-game oriented than the the late-game bombs that of the original quest. But So Untapped Potential is a one-mana quest for Druid. Uh, the quest reads, End four turns with any unspent mana. Reward is Osirian Tear, and Osirian Tear is a passive hero power that says all of your choose-one cards activate both powers. Um, I This... I'm not... Like, we. it was hard to evaluate this because this was at the very beginning, like, when we first saw this. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, what are the choose one cards? And they're okay, the ones that were there. I mean, Crystal Power was the only one that was introduced in the last set. And that's like, well, you can heal something for five and then do two damage to it. That's not great. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, we'll talk about some of the other choose one cards that we have. And and even things like Mark of the Loa or, I mean, we know how good like Wrath and Nourish are with, with choose one and, you know, you you can play things like Scenarius they showed in the reveal stream. And that was a, an old school Yogg Druid play of, mm-hmm. of Scenarius with Fandral on board. Yep. So, like, a lot of these cards, like, the most really broken Fandral cards are gone. But even the ones that are here are pretty good. And, like, you're, you can float mana for four turns. That's not super hard, especially in Druid, which has a lot of healing and a lot of armor gain. Well, as I heard on the Blizzlet podcast, they were very quick to mention that this is literally the easiest quest to fulfill. Yeah. You, can you just do nothing. You sit, sit there and, and do <laughs> nothing, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I totally agree with everything that you're saying. Now that we've seen some pretty powerful choose one cards uh, that are, you know, decent on their own, but extremely powerful when you get both effects... Um, I'm pretty hyped about this card. I mean, we even saw Chucky uh, coining out to add an extra uh, tick, and it looks like, you know, you are going to have to take a few turns on the nose, uh, but you can definitely make up for it uh, with those with those uh, later um, with the later turns that you have, because all of these quests are far more mid-game oriented, maybe save one of them that we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, and this one especially, you know, you I, I guess we should say for anyone who hasn't played with quests before, you will have this guaranteed in your opening mulligan. So being able to know that you play this on turn one and then you can have several turns to, uh, to work yourself up, by turn five or six, you can be playing things like the... Um, uh, the Oasis Surger that we saw, which is probably the most insane option. Even Tending Torin and uh, and some other things just yeah. can 
really flood the board and buff it really quickly. And uh, I, I think that this is going to be, I, this doesn't really fit in a token druid because it's too slow and token needs to go really fast. But I do think that there's some kind of, like we're going back old school with mid-range druid because that yeah. used to be uh, the archetype for druid. And I feel like this is going to bring it back. Yeah, but without force roar, thank God. But Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and, and I mean, you know, the, the flip side of knowing that's going to be your opening hand, there is a downside to that, which is you are losing a card in your mulligan. Sure. So sure. and that does have a cost. And we saw that with some of the original quests, too, especially anything that's tempo based. You lose out the, on that card slot. So there is mm -hmm. a cost. I think in this case, it's worth it. And Druid just desperately needs a way to play that's not token because it hasn't really had yeah. anything since they nerfed all the mana gain into the ground. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I think this is I'm not I don't know that I'm willing to go up to a five. I think the, the card reveal stream is a little bit misleading because those decks are tuned to be able to show as many cards as possible and do as sure, sure. broken things as possible. And I don't know how well this is going to play against, uh, you know, two eight eights on turn four. But I, I'm willing to believe I think I'll give it a four. Yeah, I'd go with you on that. Yeah. And then these uh, these quests are not going to show up in arena, so we won't give right. it a score. Yep. Um, there. Okay, next one here is Elise the Enlightened. Five mana, five, five, battle cry. If your deck has no duplicates, duplicate your hand. I said that correctly. Vocabulary was almost going to mess me up on that. So for, uh, pretty cool that we're seeing actually the stats from all of these heroes uh, replicated, which is uh, just fun flavor-wise, I think. This is way off the beaten path from what we've seen from Elise in the past. And from the moment I saw this, I thought, this is a combo enabler. This will give you more cards, more specific instances of cards than what you need or could normally get. And uh, I, I don't know. We haven't seen combo. We saw things like uh, Ixlid Fungal Lord. And I feel like there's one other that I'm forgetting. Flobidinous really Floop. Flobidinous Floop, thanks. And that's still in there. So I feel like Elise has a lot of potential just because this effect is so strong. The problem is you have to construct your deck with uh, the singleton um, uh, bend to it. And then I saw your tweet, Steve. So I'll let you take the thunder <laughs> yeah. from that. <laughs> yeah, because I, I realized this morning, oh, wait, you don't actually have to build it with duplicates, with no duplicates, because Elise only checks when you play her. So mm -hmm. what that means is that you can just put all the card draw on your deck and you're never going to play at least until you have all your combo pieces anyway. So now you can build Mali Druid or you can build Nomi Druid. There's, they're both viable. And yeah. the way that I was looking at it, I'm, I'm putting in um, Dream Petal Flores just, you know, because I'm, already, to, I'm also yeah. running a, a Juicy Psych Melon. So I needed mm -hmm. a seven drop to draw. And, yeah. you know, so we've got Flabidinous Floop. We've got Mali Ghost. You play... Elise, once you have both Moonfires in your hand, and Maligos and Floop, and so you play Maligos, Maligos either dies or it doesn't, either way you don't care, and then you play <laughs> double Floop and four Moonfires, and you burn your opponent down for 44 or, you know, more than that if it's, if Maligos managed to live. So, again, Bomb Warrior may be a thing, so that, you know, your mileage may vary, but I think yeah. there are different different ways to do this and you don't necessarily like this is one thing that we did back in the old days of like reno as we used to experiment with well what if we had like two really important cards that were not that we had two copies of so mm -hmm. I, i'm we'll get to the rest of the classes and i'm a little bit down on on the the singleton decks in general but i think that elise probably has a place in sort in enabling combo druid going forward yeah and i think the big thing about drawing through your deck is that that's what a combo deck wants to do anyway 
Yeah. So it's it's not asking you to do something outside of the norm. So I think that she's at least a four. Yeah, I'd I probably so. keep her right there. Yeah. Um, and, and in arena, she's a five mana five five basically. I mean, you you might mm-hmm. you can if you get her offered early, you can build your deck around it, but you may not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, duplicating your hand may or may not be something you want to do. It probably is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's probably, you're probably going to get this offered after you've you've kind of drafted a couple of duplicates anyway. And you're mm-hmm. never going to draft for getting offered Elise because she's a legendary. So right. I would say it's probably a three. She's a she's a fairly stated minion. You're not, I mean, again, you're going to be offered her against other legendaries, which are just going to be awful. So you'll take her. Yeah, I like it. All right. And then we go on to... Um, we go on to Anubisath Defender, which is a 5-mana 3-5 epic. Taunt costs 0 if you cast a spell that costs 5 or more this turn. So this is good old Arcane Tyrant with Taunt. <laughs> I don't think there's any more that we really need to say. We know that Arcane Tyrant was very good in these mm-hmm. types of decks. It was run all the time. We don't have um, we don't have an Ultimate Infestation anymore, but we have a couple cards that are pretty close. That also draw you cards and and basically don't do anything and this lets you develop behind those. It, well, it, and to me that yeah. that's what's key is that there are playable big druid spells. If there were not, then this would kind of just be an awkward thing there. But I yeah. I totally agree. This is I think I'd prefer this over Arcane Tyrant, especially since yeah. you're if you're playing big spells, you're probably playing more of a late game. And so having a taunt to get in the way of anything that's overrunning you mid game or something like that is exactly what you want. So. Um, honestly, I, I really want to give this a five. I'm okay I think with it's that. Exactly I, what you want. Yeah, I gave it a four originally, but I'm only going to go up to a five. I mean, this is this if if there is any sort of a deck that's going to play big spells and it looks like there's going to be, then mm-hmm. this is going to be played. It's not even a question. Yeah, absolutely. And in arena, it it's fine. It's it's probably a four there. I would think. Yeah, it's probably draft dependent. Like if you draft mm-hmm. a couple of big spells, which you may be offered a couple. I mean, there are there are several in this set that you're going to be offered. Um. If you get enough of those, it might be worth it. Even if not, it's still like it's still a three five taunt. You're probably not super excited about it, but it's probably like ev- decent. Even though the stats are off from what you'd like, I mean, Sengen Shieldmaster is a, is a mana lower. I don't think you're as upset about the lack of stats because it's getting in your opponent's way. Right. And so it could be less than ideal, but I think that more often than not, it's going to be fine. And yeah. so. Like to me, it, it feels like four is about right. For I that. mean, I think if we're saying fine, fine usually I, no, means that's three. three. Yeah, that's three. You're, <laughs> you're exactly right. <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. All right, next one here is Crystal Merchant. Two mana, one four. If you have any unspent mana at the end of your turn, draw a card. I'm going to be honest, there's some cards that just throw me off, and this is one of them. I, obviously, this effect is in line with the quest. But that's about it. Like, you don't yeah. want to play this on turn two. You want to play it on turn three. And then at that point, you're like one turn off from completing the quest or maybe two, I guess. So it seems pretty good. The stats are fine. I just don't really know if this is actually going to make that deck or not. I mean, I guess the way that you look at this is this is offsetting losing the card in the mulligan, I guess. But you're also yeah. losing another card by having to play this. <laughs> right. So, so I, I mean, Druid has so many ways to draw cards. Like, there's a lot... I, I, again, I just theorycrafted that deck, and I put, like, all the good card draw, and it never even crossed my mind to put this card in. It There yeah. is so much good card draw in, in Druid, you don't need this. I would say it's probably okay. 
I'm actually willing to go down to a two just because it just feels unnecessary. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it feels in, unnecessary, then two probably, is pretty generous. <laughs> in Arena, it's probably a little bit better just because you're going to be floating mana when you're top decking. And, you know, mm-hmm. maybe this is something where at least you can get an extra card out of it late and you're not going to have all that card draw available to you. So maybe it's closer to a three in Arena. Yeah, I think three is fine. I mean, yeah. the, the truth is that it's a lightning rod because your opponent does not want you to have unlimited cards, you know. Um, but it's just not going to. I don't think it's the card draw that you want. Yeah. It's a trap. It might be the card draw you deserve. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So um, Hidden Oasis is a six mana spell. Choose one. Summon a six, six ancient with taunt or restore 12 health. So obviously with the quest, this is, this is bonkers, but Oh yeah. I I don't even actually, even with the quest, it's, it's, it's not even, I mean, 12 health is a lot of health. But you actually have to be damaged for 12 health. Like, a lot of times you're not going to be. And and it's going to be, like, restore 5 health or restore 7 health, which is not nothing, but it's also not as good as it seems. And then you're basically playing a 6-mana six 6-6 six, six with Taunt, which is, again, it's fine. Um, I, th- I feel like you have other choices that will be better than this. I mean, you can trigger the, you know, you can trigger the Anubisat Defender with it, which I guess is going for it. But I, sure. I feel like it. I, I'm never excited about this card. Like I, maybe you run one of them just for the health game, but I mean, you're not. You could just run what's the the Healing Touch, and it's probably going to do about the same thing, except for the fact that with the quest, it's going to do both. Yeah, I mean, the the big thing is that you can pretty reliably get your quest done by turn six. So in that quest deck, this like this stops the bleeding, you know? If if you're up against someone that's extremely aggressive, restoring 12 health is a lot. And then being able to put a big old buffed up baddie with taunt in the yeah. way. I mean, unless they have like deadly shot or something, there are going to be p- ways to get around this. But I feel like this is this is the kind of um comeback mechanic that they really need against those kinds of uh against those kinds of strategies. I do think that more often than not if you're playing this, there're going to be time uh, time or very few times where you get the 12 health off of it because yeah. you have to be pretty far behind. But I think that in those instances this is a game-changing card. So it's it's kind of hard to evaluate and if you're just getting a 6/6 six, six ancient with taunt, that's okay, um but you probably shouldn't have played it if that was the case. So Yeah. I I I, I think it's a three because yeah. it has a place, um, but it's not it's not the most efficient card out there. Yeah, I mean the question you, you would ask yourself is if you're playing a deck that is not that is running two copies of cards, would you mm-hmm. ever put two of this in there? And I don't think you ever would. I think you maybe uh, would think, put one of those in, in your deck, even with the quest. I think if there's a lot of aggro out there, then you do. Um, but actually, yeah. honestly, if there's a lot of aggro out there, you probably play a different deck. You yeah, or, or you're gonna play, or you're gonna play, or you're gonna play other cards that are, yeah. are better against that. So I think that's the definition of a three, and, and it's probably again, it's probably a three for arena because again, even if it's just a six mana six six with taunt, that's that's fine for arena. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, next card here is Overflow, seven mana rare spell, restore five health to all characters, draw five cards. So, uh, what was the name of that nine mana uh, tree of life? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah. this is this is tree of life ish. That it's affecting everything and this everyone, including your opponent. <laughs> sapling of life. Are those little treants getting uh, over like flooded? Because that's just sad. If that's the case, I don't know. Maybe they just maybe they just get very know. thirsty. 
<laughs> well, regardless, the reason you're playing this card isn't for the restore five health. It's for yeah. the drive, draw five cards. And I think that just for that, I mean, you think about Sprint, which is seven mana draw four cards. And granted, Druid doesn't have prep, which is a big reason why you play Sprint. But still, uh, just by that alone, this is pretty dang good. And again, along with the Anubisat Defender, this is just insane. This is definitely the card that you want to play with that. And uh, one of those big draw mechanics we talked about for any kind of combo deck that can get through really quick. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think you do sometimes care about the health because Lucent Bark is a card. And, sure, yeah. And if you're restoring five health to everything, it's uh, across all of that, you'll probably restore at least oh, five health. Oh, that because, counts, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah because Lucent Bark doesn't care who you're restoring health to. It just cares that you're doing it. So, like, if you're restoring five health to everything on the board, that will probably add up to five total when you play mm -hmm. it. So that'll probably bring that back. And again, like, if you care about just drawing everything in your deck, this is, you know, unassuming infestation. You know? <laughs> right. Like, it's 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 not as broken as ultimate infestation, but it's really good. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to heal your board at the cost of healing your opponent's board that probably is not that big of a deal. You're going to heal your opponent's face for five, but you're probably going to burn it off for 40 later. So who cares? Mm -hmm. And you're getting five cards out of the deal. And then you can probably, you may resuscitate a Lucent Bark and you may drop an Anubisap Defender or two in the process. So I, I think this card is better than it looks. And I think the downside is not as bad as it seems. What's the name of that card that gives you a, um, a druid spell for every? Oh, um, I know what you're talking about, and I can't remember because it, it hasn't seen. It saw play like for five minutes in by Ike, Ike. in Ike's <laughs> yeah in Ike's uh, championship deck. Oh um, gosh, what is the name of that card? I don't even remember. Is it Lifebringer or something? I oh that might be it. It's Life funny. Something. I actually. I pulled up Heal Druid on hsreplay.net, and doesn't, even it doesn't have it. E even that doesn't no. have it. So never mind. Anyway, if that if that does get you, um, you know, as many cards as you're healing, uh, I think it's I think it's anyone. So it would be for each hero and minion. That's kind of insane too. So yeah, it's but it's they, worth yeah. Considering. I mean, you're gonna burn you're gonna burn half your oh, hand but that you're way. drawing five. Yeah, never mind. You don't want to do that. <laughs> that was that was way too long down a rabbit hole. So yeah, I think this is at least a four. Yeah, I think so. Um, and, and then in arena, it's around the same. I think so. I mean, drawing five cards in arena late game that's a big it's a deal. big deal. Yeah. So I think it is. I think you're right. I'm I down think with it is that. a four. Sounds good. Um. So garden gnome is a four mana two three battle cry. If you're holding a spell that costs five, five or more, summon two, two, two treants. Fine. <laughs> There's a reason this was in the dump afterwards, yeah. because I think that's where it belongs. I, I don't even, like, we've got a lot of cards to talk about. There's probably a use for something like this. I, for the life of me, can't figure it out. I mean, maybe it's that that stupid card from Rastakhan that turns all your two, two treants into five fives. But Oh, I love that card. You know. Nice. Or, or maybe the, the you're really trying to make Mulch Muncher happen. I don't know, but it's the big problem with this card is that there aren't any spells that are five or more for Druid that I want in my Treant deck. I mean, maybe yeah. run like well, two copies there is, of Overflow. There is, but... It's called the Farisade. Um, right, that is the only one. No, you're absolutely right. Um, and I guess even with the Twin spell, maybe that makes sense. But yeah. I need I need one more card that's going to activate this. The truth is, four mana for six nine worth of stats is really good. But I just don't think that there's a place for this. So I, 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 
I, I want to go for a one. I'm, on this. I'm, I'm going for one. I'm, I'm, it, maybe there's some way to break this. I'm not going to spend time figuring it out. Yeah. Arena is a two. I think it's got to be a one. It's a four mana two three. Yeah. It, like, more I, often I mean, than yeah, not, sometimes going you're going to have a spell yeah. that costs five no, more, right. but you're not going to be able to, be, to bank on that. So most of the yeah. time it's a four mana two three. That's that's pretty bad. Sorry, Garden Gnome. You should yeah. go back to watching instead of playing. Yeah. Yep. Next card here is Bees. We've been waiting for so long to talk about this. Choose a minion. Uh, oh, excuse me. Three mana, common spell. Choose a minion. Summon four 1-1 one, one Bees that attack it. Um, Druid has been, like, dying for some single target removal or just some removal that matters. And it is nice, I think, that they're getting a very original one with this. There are so many ways that you can utilize this. I mean, we could spend... Uh, a priest card's length of time, probably talking about well, bees. Let's um, not get. Let's not go crazy now. Like <laughs> the truth a, is, it is a druid get... card after all. Let's let's not get ahead right. of ourselves. Right. <laughs> I I mean, the card that really comes to mind with this is Implosion for Warlock, um, which uh, summoned it dealt damage and summoned that many imps. And for this, you're kind of doing that, except you're always getting four imps or four bees, excuse me. Yeah. And if you kill something with a couple of those bees, the remaining ones will still be there. Um, there are uh, instances where you want to hit something multiple times to either enrage it or I know Linecracker was the big thing when yeah. this card got revealed that was like every time you're doubling its attack, it's kind of insane. So there are. There's just a lot of unique stuff with this card, but I think I, like Bare Bones is a three mana deal four damage, which is uh, the uh, Warlock uh, basic spell um, deal four damage to a minion. Oh, Shadow Bolt? Shadow Bolt, thank you. So even just there, it's a fine, solid removal card, um, but I, I think there are a lot of instances where you're really going to be happy to play this. Yeah, I mean, you don't even have to get fancy, right? Like. Token mm-hmm. Druid needs a, needs a removal sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. And so, mm-hmm. like, if you're removing a minion that's annoying, if you're if you're removing a Zilliax, right? Like, and you don't necessarily care about your opponent's health, you just need to get rid of the Zilliax. Like, you're gonna kill a Zilliax, and you're gonna have a one one left over that you can buff. That's fine, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that's the floor. So, like, the floor is that you're gonna do three mana for four damage, which is perfectly fine. the The ceiling is that you get to do obnoxious stuff with Acolyte of Pain or Gurubashi Berserker or Linecracker or whatever. And and start or or even like, um, I mean, if you really want to get super super fancy, you could work in like ticket scalper, but like oh, there yeah. there are easier ways to draw cards than that. But yeah, that you know, there, there's a lot of things that you can do with having those those attack your own minions as well. Um, I I think I'm not willing to go up to a five on it. Like I feel like it's good, but I feel like for I think I feel like people are a little bit too excited, mostly because of the name. And I feel like, <laughs> well, come and on, I feel, you have I feel to like be. <laughs> it's flexible, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know in practice if it's going to be as ridiculous as people think it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's just the utility of it yeah. that's so um, fascinating. So I, yeah, when I think about it as Shadow Bolt with some upside, then yeah, four is probably as high as you should go on this yeah. card. Um, and I'm okay with that. In Arena, it's got to be the same, though, I because so. it is just. It's solid removal. Yeah, I mean, it's removal. It, it's dir- it's direct damage. Like, sure, that that's good for arena. Cool. Um, Worthy expedition is a one mana spell. Discover a choose one card. So maybe if you need filler for your for your Reno deck, then I, I'm I'm calling it Reno because on the reveal stream they said that they call them Reno decks internally, mm-hmm. even though Reno's not it's in whatever the you want to call it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for your Reno deck, if you if you need filler and you're playing the quests or even if you're just playing the quest, maybe you do this, but like 
generally those kinds of cards have fallen out of the lists. I mean, whenever you have a discover a whatever for the for the deck, like if you think about like the card that lets you discover a death rattle for like death rattle rogue, right? Like those cards tend to fall out of the list once you once you start or even like secret plan for secret hunter, right? Like secret sure, plan yeah. doesn't get played in secret hunter, it gets played in decks that aren't secret hunter cuz you you mm-hmm. want to be drawing the secrets. So I think that these cards really exist for the random effects, yeah. you know, like you're never too upset to get this off a random effect. And that's great, especially when the choose one pool is so small, but it's going to be tough to justify a card, especially in future expansions. I think this card's going to get less and less play uh, as it goes. So it's, it's probably, it's either a two or three. What, I, what do you I think? feel like it's a two. Okay, I'm good with that. And and it's probably the same in arena because I mean you're you're I mean you're getting a choose one card, but you'd rather just you'd rather just draw the actual card. You'd rather just draft the actual mm-hmm. card, right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I, the argument is that this kind of allows you to get three of, but I just don't think you're 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 only going to get that sometimes. Of? Essentially, I mean, I guess I guess the next card. <laughs> the next card, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So let's move on to it. Oasis Surger. This is a five mana three three elemental with rush and choose one, gain plus two plus two, or summon a copy of this minion. So baseline, this is a five mana five five with rush or two three threes with rush, which is six damage for those of you counting at home. So math says that this is a fine card. Um, I can't think of any five mana rush cards to um, to compare this to. Ziliax? Yeah, well, you got Ziliax, you got Darius Crow- Crowley, yeah. Crowley, I guess. But those are more for like lifesteal or the buff. And this is just well, like so, solid So Militia Commander's four mana, right? That's probably the closest. Sure. And that's that's yep. four mana, five damage, right? So... Yep. And this stays five attack, unlike Militia Commander, if you leave it as five as a five five. Yeah. Now, when you get the choose one off of uh, Osarian's tier or whatever the quest name is, again, that's two five mana five or two five fives with rush for five mana, which is just just insane. Plus, all of these choose ones are going to have some kind of buff mechanics because there are lots of choose one cards that allow you to do that. So I think that this is really the card that makes sense of a quest druid list. And uh, it's I, it's a solid card on its own, but it just gets bananas if you've got the quest done. Would you go so far to say that this is a weapon of math destruction? With that, I will <laughs> I will say it should be a five in my book. I, I, I mean... In the in the quest deck, right? Like we're we're step we're stipulating that like this is a card that you probably only play in the quest deck, right? Because outside the quest deck, like you can play it, but I don't think you would put it in your deck. I think you have better options to use as removal. In the yeah, quest deck, I mean, this is this is bananas, and you're gonna play it in the quest deck every time. Yeah, and I, I the thing is with arena, that's that's when I think about this just being a randomly good card in your deck. Yeah, I think fine. you'll draft this quite often there. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I don't know that I'd go so far as a five. I think it's probably a four in arena. I, I'd do that, yeah. But it's very good. I mean, cool. Okay. All right. We, we did made it, it 40, through forty-five Druid. minutes. Well, we did this last time too, and then we we ended up falling out like <laughs> halfway through. But we're not talking about well, priests today, so you know we might no, we might we're just not. do it. We'll be just fine. So um, I'll take I'll take the the quest this time with unseal the vault for hunter. This is one mana quest. The quest is summon twenty minions. The reward is Ramkahen Roar, which is a two mana hero power that gives your minions plus two attack. This is a weird quest. So 
I, I said before, and they've said on the, on the streams and stuff, that they wanted to make quests more mid-range. 20 minions is the opposite of that. Like, this, yeah. is a ve- this is going to take you a good long time to complete. And in fact, the, uh, the example decks that we saw in the streams really had only cards that made multiple minions. And, and Hunter is getting a few uh, examples of that in this set. Um, I'm struggling, though, because as powerful as... Okay, hold on. The synergy between playing a deck with a lot of minions in it and the payoff hero power being to buff all of those minions feels pretty strong to me on surface level. But when I start thinking about how long it takes you to get there, the fact that a lot of these minions, if not all of these minions, only have one health and are susceptible to just about anything your opponent has, it has me feeling like it's a lot of work for a payoff that's really not too guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, 20 minions is it's a, it's a big number. It's it's a it's a it's a crooked number. It's a big number. It's a scary number. I I mean, if you get it to call, to go off, you basically win on the spot, right? Because like you have a bunch of minions and you get to do force of nature that sticks around every turn. Mm-hmm. Like it, I, like you know, you you and I are both old enough to remember Karazhan mid range shaman. Oh yeah, where absolutely. you would basically just keep spamming totems, and then you had a minion that had inspire, give all your totems plus two attack. This oh, is I that card. About that jeez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what was. Oh, what the hell was the name of that card? Uh, Thunder Bluff Valiant, I think. Yes, that's it. Mm-hmm. So this is giving you a hero power of Thunder Bluff Valiant, like that's in a deck that's built. To and take it's not just totems by definition, right? And there's yeah. a lot of minions that make other minions. Like we see a couple of them. We'll get to when we get eventually get to the commons, like like the neutrals of like you know a one one that summons two more one ones, or like uh, you know like Microtech controller or that sort of thing. And you mm-hmm. do always have unleash the hounds and lynxes and halazi. I have a golden halazi that's been collecting dust in my uh, in my collection. <laughs> well, it's gonna see some play if you get the quest off yeah. of uh, so, Hunter. Um, I I don't like. I feel like you can abuse this, but it just feels like a lot of work to get there. Yeah. And it feels like you're a glass cannon when you do it that way, right? Like, yes. Like yes. you're you're setting yourself up that if you can get there, you win, but you need to live long enough to do that with a bunch of one ones, and I'm not sure how you do that. I will say that it was really interesting seeing their take with Revenge of the Wild with like Huffers and oh, yeah. uh, Unleash the Hounds and stuff. I mean, he had a, a sweet lethal at the end of that game, <laughs> if, you, if you didn't see that. Uh, it really made me rethink. But I, I, get, I don't think that those were dependent on Unseal the Vault. So I really want to go middle of the road, say that this is a three. Yeah. Uh, there, there's definitely potential for it. And honestly, I am very sick of Hunters right now in, in my play well, on the too. ladder. So I don't want them to have a, a, a really strong quest. So uh, when if you get this, it'll be fun to mess around with. It'll be challenging. And when it, and when you get that payoff, it'll feel really good. But I don't think this is going to be a meta-defining card by any stretch. You know, in Wild, you can play both quests. You can. What was there? Oh gosh, with no, the, with no, Carnassa. No, no. Yeah. Okay, oh we're, yeah. We're we're going to move do... right along. After. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Dino Tamer Brand is a seven mana legendary uh, minion two four. Battle cry. If your deck has no duplicates, summon King Crush. So now we're going to get on my rant about the non Elise um, Highlander decks, and and we. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to repeat this a lot. I feel like these decks, even with Zephyrs, which we'll talk about, 
which I will say now, and we'll talk about it when we get to the end of the show, when we talk about neutrals, I think is a mm -hmm. straight-up trap card. But, mm. um, so that's something for you to stick around for. But <laughs> but I, I just feel like the lack of consistency you're going to have in these Highlander decks that are not, like, you know, Mally Ghost Druid, draw your whole deck, are just not worth the, um, you know, the payoff that you're getting. Like, you can just put King Crush in your deck right now. This is not Janelai. Right, where like the only way you're getting Ragnaros is by kill by hitting things with your hero power for eight damage. Right. Like you can just put King Crush in your deck right now and you're not doing that. So like seven mana is less than nine. I I get that. I, I do understand how math works, but I feel like you need to get there. And at that point, like the you know, four two seven eights and two eight eights don't care about your one eight eight with charge. I think the big thing that I've been thinking since the beginning isn't do you do you construct a Reno Hunter deck for this because I think the answer is pretty clearly not. So the next step I've been looking at is is this effect powerful? Because the effect to summon a King Crush is very powerful just sure. in a vacuum on its own, right? Right now there's no good way to take advantage of that other than a youthful brewmaster. Which that's that's fine and honestly I don't think you play a Reno Hunter without that. Um, but like, that's just not, that's still not enough for me right. at the end of the day. Um, so I, I, I think that there's potential if we see any cards that modify battle cries similar to youthful brewmaster or old school brand. Uh, so you, you do have to be on the lookout for that, but today this is just, uh, it's, it's, I don't even know that it's a cool card. It, it, it just is a card, it's, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Bran. I'm sad that this is, I mean, I think that it's going to be really cool when it happens, but I just don't, like, the, the cost of you introducing all that variance into your deck building is is a lot. And, and, it's, well, and it, it's not to be underestimated, like, how much, like, the, the way that I think about it, and I know that these metas are different and the power level is a lot lower, but, like, mm -hmm. we, as soon as Reno Jackson rotated out, we had one actual meta Kazaka stack. And that was because Raza the Chained and Shadow Reaper Anduin were just stupid together. Right, like, right. And that had nothing to do with, like, you... And, and Priest had enough things at that point because they kept pushing Priest that you could do that. But, like, mm -hmm. they, there was, like, Kazakus Warlock and Kazakus Mage were tried a couple times and they were played, but they were never really meta-relevant. Despite, like, all of the, the broken cards that we had at the end of that meta. So I'm not seeing how we're going to get there here, but maybe the power level is low enough across the board that you can. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's just something to watch. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to push for a three just because I, I think that there's potential here. Yeah. Um, and, and the other thing, honestly, is that I think that Hunter's probably one of the best classes suited for building a Reno deck. Um, yeah, because there's, they've got so there's much just, stuff. <laughs> yeah, they have a ton of tools. And specifically in this set, they got a lot of strong cards yeah. that don't necessarily fit past variants, but could, I think, push something like that. So yeah. that that's my reasoning, at least on a three. Are you yeah. down with that? I, I, I can go up to a three. I think it's probably a three in Arena also, and, and that's mainly yeah. because it's so draft dependent. Like, again, mm -hmm. if you get this offered early in the draft, you can build around it. And then it's really powerful. If yeah. not, then you would, this is undraftable. So that's, that's, you know, it's either a one or a five so that I, I land in the middle and I get a three. Yeah, I think that's fine. Yep. Okay, next one here is Wild Blood Stinger. Six mana, six, nine, beast, battle cry, summon a minion from your opponent's hand, attack it. 
this is not the scorpion that you scraped off of the sole of your shoe. This is um, this is a dastardly, dirty rat and kill something more than likely effect. It's one thing for a minion to have this effect. It's another thing for it to be huge. And I mean, there are very few minions that this is not going to kill just straight out. You know what this is? This is not the scorpion you scraped off of your shoe. This is scorpion from Mortal Kombat. This is scorpion jumping in <laughs> and shouting, get over here, and then kills yep. <laughs> so yep. and 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 you know we again we need things like this like even if it doesn't kill a mechathune but if it kills like a baleful banker right mm -hmm. or or even yeah. just like takes out a shervala before it's ready even if it doesn't kill it like that's mm -hmm. fine like this is at least going to damage it a lot you're going you're going to have a six attack minion that's left over that's not mm -hmm. a that's not anything to sneeze at also and i like a six mana six nine that summons something for your opponent but then you're actually killing it like so you're getting a six something for six mana, assuming that, you know, what you pull is not Mechathune, which is it's, fine, right? Like, that's nothing to sneeze at. It's just crazy proactive. You know, outside of the, you know, the matchup against Cyclone Mage, where, yeah, you'll pull a Sea Giant or a, a Mountain Giant and be really sad. Actually, they've already played those things and Conjurer's Calling them, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but, like, outside of those fringe situations, this is just this is going to disrupt your opponent. It's going to get you a lot of stats on the board really quick, and you're probably going to be able to take advantage of it with some Beast cards or something. Yeah. So I, I don't see how this isn't a 5. In no, it, I think it has to be. Honestly. And even in Arena, I think it is, too. I, I think that Oh, in Arena, maybe even more so. <laughs> like a 5-plus or a, something. It's I don't a 6 know. is what it is. It's a, yep. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I mean, though Katrina Muerte doesn't die from this, so that's good. That that makes me happy. Uh, yeah, so you're safe. So I'm I'm fine. <laughs> um, Scarlet Web Weaver is a six mana five five epic beast. Battle cry reduced the cost of a random beast in your hand by five. So Tundra Rhino costs five. So we've we've all we've all seen that you know that graphic on Twitter over the last couple days. I I don't know that this is I, like I look at this and it looks really cool and flashy but it feels like really really awkward because like you have like whenever you're playing a beast deck you're playing things like like spring paw like uh scavenging hyena and it's like you need to get all those out of your hand before and just have the tundra rhino left over and then you have nothing to do with the tundra rhino Mm -hmm. So, and then you have to, I mean, then, I mean, obviously you play master's call right after that, because that's the way every hunter game goes, but you know, <laughs> but I mean, you know, and yeah, if you've dire frenzied already, but it's like, you don't, you probably don't need the, you probably don't need the tundra rhino at that point. You're probably winning those games anyway. So it feels kind of win more to me, but maybe there's a scenario where this is not win more, but it just feels like getting all, everything to line up so that the, the beast that you care about is the only one in your hand that it will actually reduce. Um, like anyone who's played with Dream Petal Florist knows the pain of like the Dream Petal Florist hitting the like hitting the Arcane Tyrant that you couldn't get out of your hand in time. Yeah, I think the big problem is that it just doesn't do anything right now. Yeah. You know, in order for it to do something right now, you have to play that Tundra Rhino immediately, which is not what we're talking about doing. So I think there's potential, but this this just screams Dragon Consort to me which never right. just never had a place and and that's partially due to dragon support but um also i think just because the effect itself isn't as game breaking as it seems like it is maybe in in some 
circumstances that are far more fringe than we'd like to admit. So there's potential. I would I would go for a three on it probably. Yeah, I, that's where um, that's where I'm going on it. And then in arena, it's it's, a two. it's either a th- yeah. It's a six man of five five most of the time. Yeah. Like, and you're it, probably not going to have the big beasts that really matter in and order and to get the value are, of this. Like half the time you're going to draw this when you're top decking. Sure, sure. Right. So like you may not even have the beast in your hand, even if you manage to draft it. Mm-hmm. Like six mana five five is not the worst thing in the world, but it's it's not what you're looking for. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the rares. Swarm of locusts is a six mana rare spell. Summon seven one one locusts with rush. So this is one of those tools for the quest for sure, because you know getting a ton of stuff, six minions on one turn, you're more than twenty five percent there. I mean that's that's kind of crazy, uh, and. It's really been tough for me to figure out how to evaluate this card. If you have a scavenging hyena in hand, it's insane, right? Being able to just run them into stuff and buff up your hyena is really good. But a six mana deal seven damage to something. We don't have anything. Well, I guess uh, dragon. Uh, what's uh, flame? Oh gosh, I'm already forgetting names of cards. The seven mana seven four. Oh, uh, the... uh, crowd roaster. Crowd roaster. Thank you. Um, we've got that, but that has a seven, four body attached to it. And like these one, one seven damage all at once without having, right, and it right. can go over taunts. Right. So like, I, I feel like this one is not exactly what you want. Like you kind of have to run it and it's almost worse because of that. Yeah. I mean, it just feels so slow. Like six mana is a lot for a deck like this. Mm-hmm. And it just like, yeah, you can play Timberwolf alongside it. You can put down a scavenging hyena, but then you're also getting fewer locusts or you're getting fewer less value out of the locusts because this is going to fill up your board, right? So now you're down to six locusts because one of them just died for nothing, right? Because mm-hmm. you need to make room on the board. Either you're either you're running into something or you're you're playing something else first and then you, you're getting fewer locusts. Like this is you're only getting seven locusts if you have an empty board. That's that's right. another thing right. to keep in mind too. So you need to like have an empty board and reuse this. And then if you have an empty board, is seven one one locust with rush going to do it for you? Maybe sometimes, but probably not often enough. Like you can play this or you can play Unleash the Beast. Right? I, that's exactly what I was thinking. And it's like you play Unleash the Beast every time because it's just so good. Yeah. And you get that twice. You get two mm-hmm. five fives out of that as opposed to seven one ones. I mean, again, for the quest, you have you probably have to play this, but that just kind of goes to how awkward the quest is. Revenge of the Wild with this. That's still eight, eight mana, mana. Fourteen one ones. It's still eight mana. Yeah, it's it's probably. I, I I'd give this a two probably. Yeah, I think it's a two, and it's probably. I mean, in in arena, it's probably a little bit better. Yeah, I'd because, say a three. Yeah, 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 it's probably a three. Um. So next up is my mouse not scrolling. There we go. Uh, <laughs> next up is Hyena Alpha, which is a four mana three three battle cry. If you control a secret. Summon two, two, two hyenas. This is really good. Like Spellstone was good. Like even when you only hit it for three, like it, it like it's funny that it feels like Spellstone was forever ago. Spellstone was four months ago, right? <laughs> right. I guess five months ago if you count if you count the um if you count the nerf. But even then, it still saw some play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like if you're playing, you play Rat Trap as a secret in almost every deck and rat trap very often will not get procced by turn four. So, and you, it's very easy to, to work in a secret on turn six even. And I mean, uh, this is a four mana seven, seven, if you get it to trigger. And I don't think it's that hard to get it to trigger in a secret hunter. I think this is a lot stronger than it looks like. 
And and three minions, I mean, yeah, they died to AoE, but other than that, like having three minions, especially in a deck where you can run something like a scavenging hyena, and it's a beast, so you can run it in a mid-range hunter that's just running enough secrets and isn't necessarily running, you know, a, a like a subject nine package, or maybe it's a it's a hybrid, you know, beast secret hunter, which is a thing that you could do also. Like, there's a lot of ways you can use this, and it feels really strong to be able to get that effect on, on turn four. And I think you will be able to get that to go off on curve a lot. The thing that's tough for me is, like, what are you taking out of Secret Hunter in order to play this? I know it's a lot of stats, but I I don't know, like, the the role that it fills that Secret Hunter is missing right now, I guess. I, I, I imagine what you would probably do is you would probably go for a, a like, a Beast Hunter with Subject 9, like a Hybrid Hunter. Mm-hmm. And where you're taking out things like Secret Keeper and um, Mass Contender to make room to, to make room for Master's Call. Because this is a beast and those aren't. So you just have beasts with a secret package? Yeah, I mean, you still have um, you still have Eagle Hornbow. You still have, you know, Subject 9 drawing your deck down. And then mm-hmm. that makes it so that like the Dire Frenzies are more impactful when you get them off. Okay. You know, I you know, you can still run kill command and stuff like that with it. Like I don't I don't know if that's I don't know if that's the right thing to do, but I think that's a place where you could fit it. And I think that even then like there there are cards in Secret Hunter that you probably like you, you maybe you could play fewer marked shots. You know, like maybe you play this instead of mark shots. Shot. So good. It is. Yeah, I'm, I'm I, trying I, to think or like there's always like the one of baited arrow and this is kind of that, right? Sure, so, yeah, I would run this over Baited Arrow probably. I that That's really where I've struggled though is that like Hunter lists are so tight right now that even though this is a four mana seven seven, like I, I don't know that they need that kind of I, – I, they have Rat Trap, which is a two mana six six, you know, which I think you want instead. I, I think there's potential here. I'm just not as sold that this is going to be everywhere all at once. Uh, I can see myself hating it down the road, um, but I – Oh, I don't know. I'm looking at I'm looking at Baby Bear's uh, top 100 legend secret hunter from last month, mm-hmm. and she's running mm-hmm. two life drinkers. I think you probably can just slot that in right there. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You know, or, so or I like or even like unleash the hounds depending on the meta. Like you can you can work some of that stuff out. I think you can I would go with forward. the. I would go with a four just because I yeah. think it's a little more awkward than you're giving it credit for. But I, but when you run it, like especially when you get this on curve, it's just devastating. And there are very few ways to deal with all of those stats at once yeah. outside of like Flame Strike or you know Frost Nova Doomsayer or something like yeah, that. And especially if you're running things like Hyena, like that's that gets kind of scary in a hurry. This is Hyena, Steve. Oh, scavenging. Hyena. Are you saying there's a Hyena deck? Uh, you go, you go, full, you go full Hyena. That's what you're gonna do. <laughs> You never go full hyena. Oh, never. Um, in <laughs> in uh, in arena, is it three, it's two? Probably a two, just because it's understated. Unless you yeah. happen to get a lot of secrets, and you generally don't. You generally don't draft secrets if you can help it, because they're generally not high impact. You might draft like secret plan, and mm-hmm. then the, and if you get a lot of those, but you'd have to get a lot of those, and you're you're generally yeah. not going to get that battle cry to go off. Good point. Next one here is Ramkahen. I hope I'm saying that right. Ramakin. Yeah, I want to say sure. Ramakin, but that's not how it's spelled. So Ramkahen. I don't know. There it is. <laughs> Wild Tamer. Three mana, four, three minion battle cry. Copy a random beast in your hand. Uh, when I first saw this, I was like, ah, we've seen the copy, uh, you know, beast in your hand, and that doesn't really do anything. And then I started thinking, well, this is a three mana, four, three. Those are actually fine stats. Then I started thinking about uh, Hench Clan Burglar, which is a four mana four three where you discover uh, something randomly. 
And then I thought, well, if you've got a beast in your hand that you really want, just drawing an extra copy of it actually seems pretty good. So I, w I went the full r round on this where I really didn't think it was worth a second look. And then I thought, actually, this card could be strangely good, in, in fact. So I I don't know. what What is your... What's your hypothesis been on this? Well, my problem with this card is that there's another card that costs three mana that draws you three beasts if you, the only cards in your deck are beasts. And oh, this does yeah. not have a beast tag. That's true. So maybe in April, this will be relevant. But as long as Master's Call is in the format, I can't see you playing this deck. Because, because like you're never going to have enough beasts. I mean, again, maybe in a Highlander deck, but like you'd have to have a lot of beasts and you'd have to have beasts that you care about in yeah. order to run this and without and, and the deck that's running those beasts has master's call and this is not this is going to break that so the, i mean for that reason alone it's a two and constructed well the only other card that's worth considering is ursatron which replaces itself by getting by getting you another mech this is an additional attack i mean yeah the the beast tag not being there does hurt it i mean i also don't want there to be an infinite loop wild tamer deck i guess so <laughs> Um, so maybe that's a good thing, yeah. but I, I, I think that the effect is potentially strong. It's just right now yeah. it's not, it's not going to find a place. I wouldn't want to go lower than three, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to go lower than three on this. I guess I can, I, I'm not going to fight it too hard, but yeah, it's not going to see play until April just because like master's calls to, unless master's call gets nerfed or something. Right. If master's I call can gets see nerfed, it. then we can, and which it might, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. The card is And if master's insane. call gets nerfed, then, then we'll talk about this and then we can, and then I'm looking forward to the arguments like we had with Fungalmancer, where everybody tells me that I was wrong for breaking this card low, <laughs> and then forget the fact that Bone Mare was seven mana at the time, and you never yeah. played Fungalmancer until Bone Mare was eight mana. Not that Dang. I'm bitter. Bone Mare was the card, man. <laughs> we, we've had some reviews. We've learned a thing or two. In Arena, um, I, the stats are fine, and yeah. if you have one beast in hand, I don't think you even care if it's a bad beast. Like just I don't even getting... think you care if you have a beast. It's a three mana four three. Yeah, it's it's fine on its own, and then if you get the effect, it's really good. I, you know, we'll probably go a three on that yeah. too. It could be much higher though, depending on what your yeah, uh, it's a it's a, it's a four it's a three mana four three with upside. That that's good enough yeah. to make to get into an arena deck. It's good. Um, so Hunter's Pack is a three mana common spell. Add a random Hunter Beast secret and weapon to your hand. So this screams Reno filler to me. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. There's not really any any other reason you put this in a constructed deck because you just not are not never going to have room for it. The the deck where you will have room for it is a deck that is running single copies of everything. Mm -hmm. I think if we have another spell hunter list, you would put this in there too, just to kind of generate yeah, some stuff. That's fair. essentially that's fair. Um, and and the really big draw for me with this card is the weapon part because the pool is very small and pretty good overall. I mean, you got Eaglehorn bow and Gladiator's bow in the classic set. Um, you've got desert spear that's that we'll talk about next, um, and headhunters hatchet. So I like I don't yeah. feel like I'm upset with any of those. It, yeah, yeah. The secrets are all fairly good. Beast is the one that probably could be very good or very bad. Well, they're also so, class beasts, and the class beasts on average are very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I, it's it's decently strong potentially. It's just not going to fit in any archetypes right now. Yeah. So it's it's a tough one to evaluate. I. I oscillate between three. It's probably a three right now, at least. Yeah. yeah. And, and probably for arena also, like it's a good, it's a good value generator, but again, it's very slow 
Right? Yeah, but Arena, I would go four just because like this gets you cards and there aren't a lot of card draw effects for Hunter right now. So I think I would snap pick this in Arena. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's also just random stuff, right? Like you would generally still rather have a card that a card that you pick is going to be higher value than three cards that you don't on average. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you don't have card close, draw in your deck, you're not you're not likely to win. Honestly, yeah, I mean, it's it, you know, you're paying three mana for that. I, I can uh, I can I, I went up to three for the other one. So I'm I'm staying with three on this one. OK, all right. I'll I'll, I'll concede <laughs> to that. That's that's good. Uh, good mental break. There. This is this is this is a uh, card review Pawn Stars edition. Is what this is. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you have to know when to hold them and when to fold them. Yeah. OK, we got Desert Spear next three mana one three weapon. After your hero attacks, summon a one one locust with rush. So essentially you're doing two damage. So it's like a three mana two three. But you've got this upside potentially of these locusts living. Um, I don't know. The tough thing for me is that you really get the value of the locust if it doesn't attack in anything. But the point of rush is that it attacks into something. And as a three mana one three, it's an okay like weapon for arena. But in standard, why do you play this? I think you play it because it's still better than Headhunter's Hatchet. And Headhunter's Hatchet is seeing play now. Like if you think about if you think about where what headhunter's hatchet is doing in like a mid-range hunter which is effectively a tech against token druid right now mm-hmm. where you're using that to like clean up a lot of little tokens and in that case actually having a one a one attack with your face and one attack with a mini is actually better because you can split the damage up a little bit better and you're mm-hmm. guaranteed to get three swings with it whereas with headhunter's hatchet you have to stick a minion or you have to play a minion alongside it so I think for that reason, I don't think it's a great card, but I think it's better than a card that's currently seeing play in a deck. And for that reason, I would think it's a three. Yeah, three is fine for yeah. me on that. I, 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 I'm I not quite as sold because Headhunter's Hatchet can just go face, you know, which a lot that's of mid-range yes. hunters just... Yeah, but the, the Locust doesn't. And then but, you're just dealing one damage. Yeah, but I mean, the, when it goes face, I mean, one of those swings that goes face, you could have just hero-powered. But why not both? <laughs> I, I think three's fair. I'm I'm not yeah. totally sold on it yet, but I think it's a good place for it. In arena, it's a little bit better because yeah, I like weapon. weapons are just really good there. So I I'd be willing to go up to a four. I think my gut still says three though. Yeah, I think it's probably still a three. I could be arg- I could argue up to a four too, but I'm I'm not feeling it. If neither of us are arguing, yeah. then we shouldn't argue. <laughs> yeah. Um and then pressure plate is a two mana secret. Uh after your opponent casts a spell, destroy a random enemy minion. So the effect is not the greatest because you generally don't want your opponent to control that. On the other hand, this is forcing them to test for one more thing. So even if you don't put it in your deck or it's not actually out, it's still going to have an effect, which is a good thing. Oh, yeah. It's good that it that it exists. Yeah. I, like a discounted deadly shot that you don't control is just so tough for me because you're already working hard with deadly shots sometimes to get it just right. So I'm pretty skeptical that pressure plate's going to be worth it in your deck. Um, you know, if you get it off a random effect, that's fine. And but and, and honestly, if it sees zero play, people won't actually um, go for it or uh, play around it or anything. So I don't know. I yeah, I, I want to believe that misdirection catches people sometimes, right? That's like, true. Like yeah. misdirection almost never gets put in a deck, and then every once in a while, either somebody does or secret plan is still a card. Yeah. So I, I'd probably put it at a two for yeah, now. I, I think it's probably a three. I think it's a little bit better than it's yeah. getting it's getting credit for just because, I mean, you are still blowing up a minion and you're making your opponent think about it. 
Like, yeah. even if you're not playing the card, the fact that it exists and it's going to make your opponent think twice before they play, cast a spell with a minion on board or play a, a bunch of minions that they don't want to try to protect one that they do before they cast a spell they need to cast, I think mm-hmm. that's valuable. Okay, I'll, I'll go up to a three. Yeah. In arena... In arena, I mean, it, it is... If you can help it. In, yeah, in it is removal, though. It's soft... Rem- it's weird removal. It's, it's, it's removal that you can't... I mean... How often did you, I mean, you can even have games where your opponent just doesn't have spells, right? Yeah, that's like, true. I, you know, that I, I don't think it happens quite as often in Arena now than as it as it used to. But I know I've had games where I've like drafted something like um, like Cat Trick or whatever and just sat there and looked at it the whole game. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like so in, in Arena, I think it's even less likely like you, you're pretty guaranteed that you're going to your opponent's going to have spells and construct in Arena. You can get away with just drafting minions sometimes. Sure. So. We'll put that in as a two then. Yep. Well, before before we jump into the mage cards, um, I want to take uh, this time real quick to let you know about something that's a really special group here at the Happy Hearthstone, and that's the Inner Fire. Uh, that's a part of the Patreon that I've set up. Uh, you know, the Patreon has really become a special place for this show where a lot of people are joining because they really want to get better at the game. And uh, Steve and I will both tell you that like the reason we were able to get better is because of the community around us. It wasn't just because we stuck our nose in a computer screen and hit our head against a wall a million times, though we probably did do that uh, more often than not, unfortunately. <laughs> but the actual progress we found in gameplay was because of a, a an intentional community around us that was helping to encourage us, point us in the right direction, uh, share ideas and thoughts about the game. And the inner fire is absolutely that. So for $10 a month or more on the Patreon, you can join that group. We have an exclusive Discord channel and we'll be uh, we'll be talking and gearing up a lot with Savior's Doom coming out. Uh, and uh, that's just a place where I'm sharing daily thoughts as far as the meta, deck list, and all of that. So if you want to get better at this game, this is absolutely one of the best investments you can make. Not to mention also the deep dive sessions I've been doing this past. These are exclusive. Like I, These have been somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 to 45 minutes. I really treat this like if I was if I was teaching a college class on Hearthstone, what are the things I would want to go through uh, with my students, essentially? And so these, these are things I've learned from private coaching sessions over the past several years. Uh, and things that apply to everyone as far as mindset and how to play the game. And you can get access to the three sessions I've done so far and also future ones. I do one a month for that group uh, where they get to join me live and then I give the the replays to them and all, as well. So if that interests you at all, you can go and check it out over at patreon.com slash the happy hearthstone. And I always have to thank uh, those of you over there who are helping to make the show happen and investing in yourself too. Uh, really is an honor to walk alongside you and uh, appreciate the support, of course, for the show as well. All right, mage cards, Steve. All Let's right. get them. Let's raid is, is this, this temple. This is, is you right here. Okay. Yep. So raid the sky temple is the mage quest. Um, the quest is cast 10 spells. Reward is ascendant scroll. And ascendant scroll changes your hero power to pay two mana, generate a random mage spell. So this seems really good. I, I feel like you will see it tried in Cyclone Mage. I don't know if it stays there, but I do know... I, I cannot imagine it's not going to be tried because like one of the things that's really important with cyclomage is just having cards in hand it's it's sometimes Mm -hmm. it doesn't even matter what they are it's because you you don't necessarily need to play them all you just want your mountain giants to be cheap and you just want to have stuff to be able to fuel like a mana cyclone so even just generating those cards and and the ping does fall off about mid game now cyclomage is also a deck that 
is very, very dependent on his mulligan. So taking one card away from that may not be what you want to do. So I don't know if the... The only thing that makes me wonder about this deck, this card, because you can 100% get this quest off real early. 100%. You think real early? Because that's that's been the thing I've been kind of doubling back on is at first to to me, casting 10 spells in a deck like that, well, that deck just wants to do this. So like this just adds to that essentially. But the more I thought about it, like 10 spells is a lot. This isn't quite summon 20 minions, but it isn't also like the unspent mana for four turns, essentially. I I mean, it kind of is, though, because like you you play Magic Trick, you play Ray of Frost. Those are both two spells apiece. Mm-hmm. Like you're, that's true. You're generating a whole bunch of like, like if you look at how at all the mage spells, most of them are pretty cheap. Like there's like six or seven that are more than five mana. Cause I did mm-hmm. the math on that when I was looking at one of the other cards that got revealed. And a lot of them are real cheap. And like, I've been playing some quest mage in wild, which by the way, if you've not seen that deck, that is something. disgusting that is beyond something <laughs> and and that you can get the quest which is six spells that didn't start in your deck done by like turn five or six very mm-hmm. often again that's wild everything is broken and wild but but i don't think that in cyclomage it's gonna be that hard to do i think the question is how much are you willing to give up in your mulligan for it and that's where i think it might fall off a little bit yeah i it's potentially strong with Cyclone Mage and Conjurer's Mage being strong enough right now, I don't think that they need this or that they want it because they've they've got enough. I, this is sort of a fallback. I've been playing a lot of Cyclone Mage the past few days because I realized I I basically never played it this past meta, so <laughs> I wanted to give it a try in these final days. And uh, there are definitely games that I play where I just don't have the cards that I need. And so maybe if I can get the 10 spells and then have a button that gives me something, I would like that. Um, but I, it, it's, it's just more awkward than I thought. So there's potential. I think it's probably a four at the highest though. Yeah. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go higher than four. Um, I, you know, and, and, you know, we're, as they're saying in chat, like, what do you cut? I think that's the problem too, is like, it's a very tough mm-hmm. deck. I'm not sure what you would cut for it. Yeah. Um, no. I mean, you can play this to power a mana cyclone though. Like that's another thing to keep in mind. Like you don't need to play this on one. You could save mm-hmm. this for a mana cyclone turn. And then that's one or, of your yeah. that's one of your spells maybe with an apprentice. So you can do yeah. that. Like, what are you cutting? I I couldn't tell you. I don't know. And that's why I'm that's why I'm not going up to a five. But I think that there could be. I don't think it's that hard to hit ten spells. And I think that that effect could be powerful in the right in the right context. But yeah, I can't go to a five on it. I think it's probably the the, he, the hero power being infinite in value definitely is strong potentially. Yeah, uh, there's just not a place for it. I, I cannot imagine that Conjurer's Mage is going to stay in its current state for through you know, this year and the next. Yeah. So I, I think at some point this might uh, start seeing some more play and be, be more of a, a valuable asset for you to have. Well, let's move on to the, the leaguer of the explorers, Reno, the relicologist, six mana, four, six legendary mage minion battle cry. If your deck has no duplicates, deal 10 damage randomly split among all enemy minions. And by the way, got to toot my horn when I back, when I did the, uh, uh, the episode where I was trying to guess um, the what the uh, League of Explorers cards would be. This is definitely the closest that I got as far as the Arcane Missiles thing. Although the, that uh, Gatling gun, I don't even know what it's called. It, it, it kind of gave it away. So yeah. um, 10 damage is a lot. Randomly split, uh, you know, I in the uh, Dalaran Heist, 
There's a four mana spell that deals 20 damage or like something insane split among all enemies. And that card was just busted. This is not that. And yet it's also <laughs> not like nothing. I don't know. The, the really hard thing for me is that these can't go face, you know. So this is more of a guaranteed clear. I think that maybe in a control mage or something, this could be interesting. But I, I just struggle to see that this being something that you really need or want. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I see why you want it. I, I mean, you want it because you're playing half as many board clears in your deck. And mm -hmm. board clear. I mean, Dynomatic's a good card. Like, we can agree on that. And sure, yeah, no, that's a good point. Dynomatic, yep. Right? This yeah. is Dynomatic, mm -hmm. sh Shadow Step Dynomatic is what this is. Um, and that's fine, right? Like, that's a good effect. Mm -hmm. um, again, we go back to, do you really want to be making your deck inconsistent to to get that? I don't think that's enough of a payoff. So yeah. that that's where I that's where I start falling off of it. I think that if you're going to, you play this, and maybe it's a four because of that. Because, like, you're not playing... If you're going to play a deck... A Highlander deck, you're gonna play this, and it's going to be it's going to be relevant when you play it. Unlike the brand, I mean, the brand is kind of hit or miss because it's like you don't the payoff is even questionable. Here, the payoff is reasonable. Yeah, but like, is that enough? I don't think it is. But I'm willing to go Here, up to probably a th well. I don't necessarily want to go to as high as a four, but I I think three is right for it, and here's why: it is is potentially a good card, and it's good for the Reno deck, but. You're playing this because you want to or for a payoff. And this isn't the payoff. This is probably a good utility tool because the Reno decks need a lot of different cards that can uh, that can clear the board, that can deal with, you know, things that your opponent's doing. And this can do that, but it's not the reason you want to play it. So it's like this back and forth where it's like, why are we even playing a Reno Mage deck to begin with? Yeah. There's not a good answer. Other than you got this as your free legendary off a pre-order or something like that. So, yeah. um, so yeah, I, I think three is, is the right place for it. Um, and, and maybe in the future it'll become better if we, certainly if we see more of these, if your deck has no duplicates and there's something that's a better payoff than um, then maybe Mage makes sense because Mage has a lot of great utility uh, spells and effects. So, or, or um, if it just gets and, enough good cards that it doesn't matter and they're all good. Like that's yeah. why, that's why you would play those Highlander decks in the in the past. Mm -hmm. But again, you know, th this is like the whole point of these kinds of cards are to offset the fact that you have that much variance and like that's what Reno originally was supposed to do. Like, yeah, you're going to have all that variance, but you're also going to be able to heal for 30. So right, that'll right. cover it. I don't think this does that. But I hate to say Reno doesn't fit in a Reno deck, but <laughs> it's true. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, this is where we are. This is definitely the most, or I, I guess this and brand together, we're just kind of like, huh? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, in Arena, in the effect's really powerful. You just don't know if you're going to get it for sure. It's a six um, but course. it's another board clear, essentially. Again, it goes back to all the, all, all of the, um, all of the Highlander cards. If it depends on when you get get it offered in the draft, yeah. Because if you get it offered in the draft early enough that you can draft around it and and draft for it, you would one hundred percent take that effect, like no sure, question. Sure. And if not, it's a six mana four six. It's not as bad as Bran, because yeah. Bran is a seven mana two four. A six mana four six. I mean, that's that's skulking geist, right? Can so. you imagine? Can you imagine if you could brand Conjurer's Calling? There you go. Okay. That's what you want. Well, and and you well, you'll get it off of Astromancer. You just won't get the battle. Card. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah, never mind. Um, so three, I guess. Yeah, I think it's threes across the board. Yeah. All right. Now here's the here's the card that has everybody uh, biting their fingernails. <laughs> mm. So Puzzle Box of Yogg-Saron. 
10 mana spell, cast 10 random spells, targets chosen randomly. Okay. I, now, I am a, a self-avowed Yogg Savant. I got Yogg very early in Old Gods, and I played a lot of Yogg's. And I this is about as fair as you could make a Yogg card. Um, generally, the problem with Yogg and the reason that Yogg needed to get nerfed is because you would, it would play an enormous amount of spells and it would continue going regardless. This is capped at 10, which is generally around the low end of how many spells you wanted to play before you would play Yogg to get some sort of a consistent effect. And the other reason that Yogg became such a problem is because in Karazhan, they introduced all the portals, which did something and also summoned a random minion for you. So you were almost guaranteed to have a board at the end of a Yogg. Um, that's not really the case now. I think that this is basically a board clear for um, for Mage. This is basically like Lightning Storm on steroids, is, is really what this is. And sometimes it's going to do fantastic things, and sometimes it's going to do literally nothing. And it's, you know, but it's going to be a Hail Mary. And, and I think that that's fine, right? Because, like, Mage doesn't have a legit board clear that can deal with minions that are bigger than four right now, aside from, like, Frost Nova Doomsayer. It just doesn't mm -hmm. have anything to deal with that. We lost Dragon's Fury. Um, you know, we lost Meteor. There's there's no way for Mage to deal with a board of big minions. This will let it get access to board clears from other classes, potentially. And I think that that's worth including. And I don't think that it's it's going to end up being as problematic as Yogg was. I think this is probably the most balanced way that they could do this. I, I don't know that it was worth taking this risk, but I I think that it will be end up being a fair card. When I think during a time when uh, Conjure and Cyclone Mage are so powerful, having this be something you can get off of some of those effects really throws, uh, throws a wrench in, in there, essentially, because yeah. you, you really don't want to cast this at all. So even just having a blanket card is probably good for that. But I, I, th I think the effect, I mean, it is pre-nerf Yogg, you know, and yeah. even though it's capped at 10, 10 is enough to do some stuff. Yeah. Sometimes it's going to work out for you. Sometimes it's not, but I think more often than not, it's going to work out for you at least even marginally. Um, I watched Ali Straza play a big spell mage on uh, the preview streams and she was definitely running two of these and it was definitely messing with her and with her opponent. Yeah. Um, it, I, you know, I do like the fun of Yogg. So, and, and it definitely felt that way where she played the card and the entire audience is just captivated, like what's <laughs> going to happen. So even just the fact that we have a card that does that again is great. And I think that there are some interesting tools this go around that can make, uh, take advantage of a deck that's really trying to be, uh, insane. So I, the, I, I, I couldn't agree more with what you said that like this is probably the best way to do this and it's probably a strong card. I would say it's a four yeah, probably. You probably only play one of them. It's like Pyroblast. You're going to play one of them and um, you know it'll be it'll be either terrible or amazing if you get this off a of random effect depending on how far behind you are. But, yeah. Um, and, and in Arena it's probably the same thing. Like, it's a reset it's, button. It's, it's a removal. It's, it's a board clear. Yeah. And it, maybe, <laughs> but it's draw it's, some cards, summon some minions. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen, but it's probably going to be OK. At least you're, you're probably going to you're probably going to destroy some minions. You're probably going to draw some cards and then some other stuff yeah. will happen. So I think it's probably a four in that in that context also. Sounds good. 
All right, next one here is Arcane Flak Mage, two mana, three, two. After you play a secret, deal two damage to all enemy minions. This is another card that I've been scratching my head about. Like, it's it's potentially a powerful effect, but I don't think that this is why you run uh, or that you really want this in some kind of secret mage. Like, if this were spawning minions, if this were dealing damage uh, to the opponent's face or at least, like, spread around, I might be more interested. Um, this just feels kind of clunky to me. I mean, it feels like we don't have enough tools for a secret mage. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's. I think that the way that secrets seem to be lining up for this standard, at least. I mean, wild is a whole other story. Sure, sure. Of Alaneth and and explosive runes and all kinds of nonsense in in wild, mm-hmm. but in standard, you um you really are looking at it as like a control type deck. You're playing counter spells. You're playing um maybe splitting image right you're playing mirror and mirror entity those types of things and you the the problem that i have is that the kind of deck that would be able to take most take advantage of this is not putting secrets in its deck naturally but maybe if there's like a control style mage and i don't think this is a highlander mage because i think you even though you can play a whole bunch of like random secrets i think you probably want to be playing two of these to be able to do anything with it Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you do have ways to get these, to cheat those secrets out. Even if not, it's like five mana deal two damage, summon a three, two is that it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's also it's just not, clunky. It's, it's not exciting. Yeah. Um, this, the stats are fine. It's just the activator costs you so much. Yeah. Um, and you're not going to have a ton of unending secrets to be able to, to right. chain off of this. So I, I kind of want to go with two on this. Like yeah. maybe there's potential down the line, but I'm just, I don't, I, I feel like it's counterintuitive to what that deck really wants to do, which is, uh, which is go face. Yeah. I feel like it's might get better. Um, but right now I'll agree with you. I think it's probably a two and in arena, it's a three cause it's two mana, three, two that has yeah. upside. That's Those are fine stats. Yeah. Yep. Um, Dune sculptor is a three mana, three, three that, uh, says after you cast a spell, add a random mage minion to your hand. No, talk <laughs> about confusing cards. I, I like, like where are you like you're gonna play this in Cyclone Mage, right? Like that that's where this that's where this card goes, it, or, or that's where that card would fit, right? Because mm-hmm. you are playing a deck that is going to spam a lot of spells and then generate more, right? Because you need a decent uh, like you can play Vex Crow and Vex Crow isn't played, right? So mm-hmm. like, and if you're playing enough spells in a turn to get value out of this. You're probably following it up with the mana cyclone, which means you want the the space in your hand for more spells. Right. So I don't know when you play this unless you've gotten it generated from another random effect, which I mean, again, in a Highlander deck, maybe you play this. Maybe that's where this fits because like you just need some value generation. It's a generator. Yeah. And and I I heard... I heard language hackers saying that maybe this fits in like a specialist lineup where like in in the if you're up against a warrior opponent, having more value can be helpful. But I, I think even there you're stretching, you know, to find a really good place where this yeah. makes sense. So. There are also a lot of really bad mage minions like the. Uh, That's true. You know, like I don't want to I don't want to get too hung up on that because it's just like random value and, and there, you'll get some high rolls, too. But like mm-hmm. we've already talked about like two. I mean, I guess you'll get more out of this, right? Like, you'll get the whole, um, the, the Murloc, uh, whatchamacallit, 
under un, underbelly angler effect where you get another one from this, right? Like sure, that'll yeah. happen too. But uh, <laughs> it's like we've already talked about two minions that are just kind of eh, and the next one we're going to talk about is even worse. <laughs> is, is this is this a one? I don't. I think it's the two because it's probably got some effect that I'm not thinking about, but I, it feels awkward. Yeah. yeah. And in arena, it's, it's a three, it's like I, you're, be, yeah. you're far more likely to get value off of it and be happy with whatever you get, Yeah, but and it's a three you're not three really three. excited. You could you just do. coin after yeah. it and, and it'll probably be okay. Like, yeah. Cool. Next one here is the Naga sand, which do you get it? Oh. <laughs> I love this five mana, five, five battle cry, change the cost of spells in your hand to five. So uh, if you're running a big spell mage, this could make sense. The problem is there's just not a lot of stuff that really fits there. Um, uh, in that deck I mentioned, Ali Straza was playing. She was running these, and at one point, like, she had one copy of Blizzard in her hand. And it was like, okay, discount it by one. Yay, we did it. Yeah, yeah. Glad, <laughs> glad we put that in there. I feel like the the one really useful um uh, thing with this is comboing with pyroblast so if you've got two of those in your hand then all of a sudden you've got a 20 damage turn coming up so i wonder if there's some kind of combo list where this fits but i just don't know if that's accurate or not so like that's all i can think of that where it would actually work like like the way that i would see this being really oppressive is like okay well we've got pocket galaxy we put this out for one and then we still can't play two 10 mana spells you know, it's like because you still have to play the sandwich for one and then that's one of your that's one of your 10 mana. So it's like even then you can't double pyroblast in the same turn without like. Yeah, playing. yeah. And and it's like if you look at the, the spells in standard that cost more than five, this is the list. Pyroblast, puzzle box, power of creation, blizzard and flame strike. That is it. That is the list. And it's like, OK, so. Is it really worth it just for that? Like, you can't even really... Like, this has to stick a turn in order for you to be able to make any use out of it. The only time that Naga Sea Witch saw play was with Giants because they got discounted down below five after the effect took place. That's right. the only time that Naga Sea Witch for the... you know, And it didn't see play at all in Standard when it was legal in Standard because that change only happened afterward. So the only mm -hmm. time that Naga Seawitch has seen play before since is when you could discount those spells below. So if there is a, a way to get spells that you can discount that you can discount with some other way and then start them at five, then I'm interested. Until then, this is a one. The, the only pushback, and this is more out of uh, being devil's advocate here, is like we're going to get more spells that are costly for a mage so like yeah. i could see down the line this being somewhat helpful but I mean, i'll but i'll, I mean, I'll stick with that, you to one <laughs> but i mean like like the the scenario the normal scenario right is on 10 mana you get mm -hmm. to develop a 5-5 behind one of those spells that's it right right like which is not nothing but it's, it's like also, master salia isn't it, it it's the, and and how much play did master salia see play exactly zero yep. So, so I'll, I'll go one on that yeah. in arena. It's, I mean, it's a five mana five, five. Yeah, that's but... fine. It's, it's probably a three. It's a five mana five, five. It, you know, the spells in your hand, you probably don't have that many and it's probably, hopefully you don't have many. Yeah. And you can just wait, you know, I mean, the... if you're, if you're drafting a spell heavy list, then you probably don't just skip this. Yeah. Nope. 
Um, Cloud Prince is a 5-mana 4-4 elemental battle cry. If you control a secret, deal 6 damage. So 6 damage is a lot of, se- is a lot of damage. That's a fireball. So mm-hmm. this is a fireball on a stick, which is good. A one have, mana four four. But you have to have a secret and control it. So yes. this is at if you can stick the stick the secret, this is great. Um there's not a secret you can guarantee to stick anymore because ice block is no longer with us. Mm-hmm. Um in wild this could certainly be a thing, especially. Oh gosh. <laughs> It's probably disgusting. Um I don't know if you have even have room for it in the wild secret mage, but I'm sure you could probably find room for it. Um, in standard, again, if you're playing a Highlander deck that has a bunch of secrets in it, because you need to, you you need to fill out the room, then maybe you play one of these and just ho- hope for the best. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's good if you can get it to happen. It's just how easy is it going to be given what we have in standard right now to get this to go off? I think that there are actually lots of times when your secrets stick, like it's, it's not, better, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm you've got you've got very spe- well in like i feel like it's it's all across the board as far as what triggers them yeah so there's this one specific thing that will trigger your secret and i think that i think that you can you can build a deck where you're likely to get this off because developing a four four and casting sp- fireball for five is just insane yeah uh on its own so i don't think that it's asking too much of you it is a challenge uh, especially in the class where secrets are the priciest but i think it's a challenge that you can work with i i think it's at least a four yeah um, because there's there's a lot of potential for this i mean there's going to be some sort of a secret mage at some point and this will this will be part of it and i mean even if it's not until like the the set that gets unveiled at blizzcon a year from now to make sure that these that these cards get played which they'll do if they haven't by then so Mm -hmm. at some point this will see play and and i think when it when it happens i mean if there's a secret mage this will be part of it so yeah i'd say it's a five it's a four in arena it's probably a two because you know good luck getting a secret getting the secret to stick drawing this along with it and otherwise the five mana four four which is not the worst thing in the world but it's not what you want it's not what you want. If you can activate it, then, I mean, it's it's the definition of tempo, but yeah. probably not an arena. Flame Ward is the, next, uh, is the next mage spell. It's common. It's a secret. After a minion attacks your hero, deal three damage to all enemy minions. So this is an upgraded explosive trap, but it doesn't hit your opponent's face, and it's only a minion attacking your hero. So it's a little bit different, but mostly it's, uh, it's a cheap AoE spell this is great for delaying into the mid or late game against uh, like token druid or mid range hunter or something like that. Um, I, if if your opponent's token druid has played Soul of the Forest, then sorry, they still have two twos behind it. But at least it can delay things for a turn and and get one more uh, one more round out of the way. I like it. I think I think it's not anything too flashy, but it's a really good tool in the mage's kit. Yeah, and I mean a lot of the time you just need something to kill off stuff after they've played soul of the forest so that they mm-hmm. can't like they can't hit your face. And so, and mm-hmm. I actually think that not that it having to be a minion that attacks your hero is actually a net positive because that means that your opponent can't just trigger it for no cost with a weapon, mm-hmm. which very often is what happens with explosive trap because they'll, they'll just true, yeah. first and then trigger mm-hmm. it. So I think that you kind of need something like this. Vaporize is not good enough. And so mm-hmm. I, I like this. And, you know, that it, you can have this or Ice Barrier and it's like choose your poison. Again, 
you're you need to put this and another secret in your deck, which is probably counterspell, if if we're being honest. So that's not really that big of an ask, but you you need to find room in your deck for secrets without mm-hmm. to with you know without being able to play minions that are going to get them out. So I think it's probably still a four. I think you'll play it. You'll definitely yeah. get it generated, and you'll be fine with it. So. And three damage is enough to usually clear a lot of those token tokeny boards. It's certainly enough mm-hmm. to clear a Murloc War Leader, which Explosive Trap doesn't do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. In an arena, I mean, as an AOE, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, but it's an AOE you don't control, and it still involves you playing a secret and dra- and drafting a secret. Maybe it's better than most secrets. Maybe I'd go up to a three on it, but I wouldn't go lower than a three. So, okay, I, so I, 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 I guess we that's where we're landing. <laughs> That's how math works. We did it. It it is absolutely. <laughs> um, I think this is this, this last one's you. Okay, yeah. ancient mysteries that is a two mana secret, a two mana spell. Draw a secret from your deck. It costs zero. Um, I guess if you're playing secrets, this is probably good because being able to get those secrets out when you need them, and then being able to play it for free. Mm-hmm. Um, especially again. In, in a deck that is running things like Mana Cyclone or, or anything else that relies on volume of spells, like, I could see you running, maybe running Secrets in Cyclone Mage instead of some of the other spells if you're doing this. Maybe, maybe not. I, I know it, it's kind of a strong thing, but sometimes you do need anti-aggro, right? So I could see, mm-hmm. like, a package of, like, a Flame Ward and a, a counter spell and two copies of Ancient Mysteries. I don't know what you sure. pick out for that. But I could see it happening, right? And, I, then, and then if you're you're playing two spells in a turn for two mana, and then that pumps up your, your mana cyclone, now all of a sudden you kind of have a game plan together. And this is the only instance where Arcane Flak Mage makes sense to me, honestly. Yeah. Because, like, the big downside that this takes away is that your secrets cost three. That is a lot of mana to be investing and comboing with other effects or, like, or Cloud Prince. Um, so this being able to tutor it out and discounting it to zero, it actually is way stronger than I yeah. thought when I first when I first saw it. I was like, this is an archaeologist. I want archaeologist. But just the fact that you're discounting that spell and tutoring it out, it, it's it's actually pretty good. I think yeah. I, I I'm way higher than <laughs> on this card than I anticipated uh, six hours ago. Um, I think it's a four. Honestly, yeah, it's the it's like the exact opposite of Glacial Mysteries. Oh, you had to bring. <laughs> I miss hey, Glacial look, Mysteries. We're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about my, my pet card later. That's it's true. You have to. Detail. So you do. We almost made it through the mage cards without Glacial <laughs> Mysteries, but uh, it had to come. So in Arena, I don't think you ever choose this. No, no, no. I mean that involves drafting secrets and then getting this. And as Kibler showed us in the card reveal, sometimes you play it and it does literally nothing except make sure. Oh wrong. yeah, that so. that was sad. <laughs> I, I do think it's a one because it's like if you have secrets in your deck, then sure, drawing yeah. one of them for sure is is fine but um but it's that's like, the it's only like totemic might it's it's like on that level uh, yikes yeah. okay okay so, on to the paladin i yeah. think this is you is it me i thought i started the mage. i thought i started the mages i think this one is you oh no you're right yep okay so we are moving on and uh we're making mummies i can't remember who asked for that i think it was deck tech but uh, he said no one was saying that. And when he when he tweeted it out, I was like, I know exactly what you're asking for, man. Mickey Mummies, one mana quest for Paladin. The quest is play five reborn minions and the reward is Emperor Wraps. 
Um, I'm going to have to remember real quick what Emperor Raps does, and because it's uh, it actually you, it pretty complex. Summon a two-two copy of a minion that has reborn, if I remember correctly. That has reborn. I think it gives the minion that you summon reborn. That sounds that sounds ridiculous now that I'm saying it, but we both also gave this card five spoilers, so I think that might be what it is. I feel like I need the intermission music from uh, from from Monty Python. Yeah, that would be nice too. The the people responsible for sacking the people who designed the cards with with text not on the card have now been sacked. <laughs> okay, here we go. Oh come on, it's loading. It's loading. You can do it. Play Hearthstone. There it is. Okay, Emperor Raps is a two-mana hero power. Summon a 2-2 copy of a friendly minion. So, Oh, it doesn't give is, it a reborn? Okay, it's just a copy it, of it. Okay. Right. Yeah. So there are definitely ways to take advantage of this. Uh, playing five reborn minions is not too crazy. We've seen some powerful reborn. I think you have enough to justify yeah. making the deck. Um, the tough thing is, like, the, the payoff for this, like... If the effect is really strong, then this feels like it could be a build your own muck morpher thing, but the minion has to be on the board. So it, it just feels clunky to me overall. Like it definitely has potential, but I'm not as high on this as I was initially. I think I saw this and just said, oh my gosh, you know, creating copies of whatever you want. That's, that's insane. But I, I feel like it's asking a lot, a lot out of you to build your deck with reborn minions and then have something on the board. I don't know. What are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking that if you're playing this, then a lot of your minions, even if they're not going to get reborn, are going to have reborn. And so you're going to have a lot of minions that are going to be sticking around. You're going to be making two two copies of them. Now, I mean, again, is it worth messing up your mulligan? Probably not. Probably not. Now that I think about it that way, I think I probably read the card wrong originally when when I scored it. But, I mean, you do have ways to abuse card text, like death rattles are a thing. Especially in yeah, this like, is great with death rules too. Like yeah. like you know, mechano egg immediately comes to mind, right? Like okay, so Ooh, now gross. you can get you can get a a two two that drops an eight eight that you can actually attack with and kill it off, mm-hmm. right? So and there's other things like that that you can do. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm probably down to a three on it. it just, I w- I would. It feels clunky. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think three's probably right. It has potential, and with the right cards around it, it can do a lot, but it's just, uh, it's going to take you a while to get there. And, and Paladin's I, reborn, reborn minions are not terrible, but they're not great. Yeah, so I, I think three's the right place to land yeah. on this. And anyway, Finley being a, a necromancer is just... Uh, that's that's I, I, I was not expecting that. That was... Um, the, I, the, the art is great. I yeah. just it feels a little bit weird, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah. I mean, I played Necromancer in Diablo too, so I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. You, you know, then you have more experience than most. But yeah, regardless, the man of the sands yes. is just fun. So Sir Finley of the Sands, my fishy BFF. Um, two mana, two three battle cry. If your deck has no duplicates, discover an upgraded hero power. So this is a legitimate payoff. It is not Baku again because you cannot build your deck around that that hero power, which is what made 
things like Odd Paladin and Odd Warrior and Odd Rogue so powerful. Mm-hmm. But I mean, all those all those effects are good, and you know that is a payoff for um, for not putting duplicates in your deck. That said, this is a Kaliseth effect where if you draw this and play it on curve, it is fantastic. If you're drawing it and playing it on turn fifteen, oh right. less so. And so you're going to have more variance in your deck based on where Finley decides to show up. Um, you know, again, is it worth is it worth building a Paladin deck that has no duplicates? Well, we really don't have... I mean, you have Mech Paladin and, and Holy Wrath Paladin that are both decks that are like tier two decks. Maybe you just build like a mid-range good cards Paladin and, you know, go <laughs> for it that way. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what direction that's taking is the thing. I mean, this feels like Blessing of Kings to me, where it's like, it's just a good card. Like, it's just the problem is you don't build a deck around Blessing of Kings. Like, it just, you kind of throw it in where and if it makes sense. So there's potential here. If you get this on turn two, it's fantastic. Like, the fact that you'll have that upgraded hero power, and there's a very good chance one of the three you're offered will be just exactly what you need. Yeah. Um, But otherwise, it's just, it's, ooh, I, mean, I, think, I think it's going to be it. It's going. People are going to build Reno Paladin, and this will be in it, and it will it will affect games. And I think for that reason, it's probably a four, because like this is the card out of the four of them that I would go out of my way to build a Reno Paladin for. I I mean, we're really. I would say that it's the most likely to get me to go in that direction. Like at least barely counts because we're not even building a Reno deck. We're just we're just putting all the draw cards in, right? Mm-hmm. So right. I'm not building, I'm not inclined to build a Reno Mage. I'm not inclined to build a Reno Hunter. I'm not super excited about Reno Paladin, but I could see it because of this card. I guess that's where I'm where I'm at with it. If I really felt like arguing, I'd probably talk you down to three, but I can see, I mean, it's definitely in some games going to be a five. So yeah. I, I think four is probably where, where yeah. we should land on that. And in, in Arena... I feel very similarly where it's like if if your deck is looking that way, then this can be very good. At worst case, it's a two mana, two, three. Yeah. Um, you just draft those, right? Like you draft those regardless of what the card, the card text is. Yeah. So that's a four. I mean, that's, so that's the that's too, the because yeah. he's not under costed, right? Like that's the difference. Mm-hmm. The other two yeah. are one is severely under costed. The other one is mildly under costed. This is a fair. You just draft two mana, two, threes, regardless of what the text is on. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Next one, keep it with the Murloc synergy here. Eight mana epic spell, tip the scales, summon seven Murlocs from your deck. Holy cow. Uh, First of all, can we we, just take a second before we even get into the card to just appreciate the dad joke in that name? (laughs) Oh, well, absolutely. Like, (laughs) Like, and I feel like they've done this every time there's a Murloc spell for, for whatever reason. And they're always quality. Um, this seems insane to me, and I think it's because I have uh, just very vivid memories of old Murkai and Bluegill Warriors going face all the time. The thing is, like, now, in order to build a deck that takes advantage of this, Bluegill Warrior is the only thing you have in standard, if I'm correct, with um, with charge. Yeah, it is. There might, there might be something that has rush, but I can't think. Of. I don't, I don't think, think there is, actually. I don't actually. think there are yeah. any Murlocs that have rush. I think it's just that that has charge, yeah. So, like, the best case scenario I can think of for this is that you play Prismatic Lens on four, and then turn five, you play Tip the Scales, and then 
your opponent's turn five, they can't do anything. And then hopefully you got both your war leaders and uh, bluegill, uh, bluegill warriors and maybe whatever the uh, Grimskill Oracle, I think. And then you just win because of that, you know. But that requires your opponent doesn't have anything on the board that they don't have responses to you and that you drew your prismatic lens. I mean, the good thing is that Murloc decks already have synergy as it is. So I feel like... If you really want to build a Murloc Paladin, this this is definitely an uh, a win condition that you want to put in there, regardless. Um, and you're not running many spells anyway, so you can just keep it to two Prismatic Lens and two Tip the Scales, and uh, pretty much guarantee on that. But uh, but it's asking a lot out of you. So I'm, yeah, it, it's tough. I want to get excited about this card, but I feel like when I think about rationally how it's going to work out, it's not quite going to be enough. Which is crazy because you're filling your board and tutoring that stuff out. <laughs> so, so let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Was Call to Arms a good card? Oh yeah. Okay. Wait. What? Call to Arms a good yeah. card? Yeah. I, I mean, you're not Boticus, so you you can say yes. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they're they're recording their own show. They don't even know we're ta- we're saying this. That's, That's true. That's true. Uh, <laughs> but um. I mean, the thing is that I don't think you need to OTK people with this. I don't think you're going to be OTKing people with this. And that's okay, right? Like, I think that what you're doing in general with this card is you're you're building, like, a mid-range deck that has Murlocs in it. And this is getting the rest of them out so you can draw your bombs, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if you get to turn eight and you have not... You probably just run one of these. I can't imagine you're going to run two because... It's not like any fin where where the second one does anything. Like the second one is like playing uh, ancient mysteries without any secrets in your deck. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, for the first one, what you're doing is you're getting all the rest of the little things out of your deck so you can continue to draw bombs, and that's why that card is good. Now, is that good enough at eight mana? Maybe. I I think it's gonna be tried. I think that if you're gonna have like a mid range paladin again, if you have a a highlander deck. And you just want to get all the Murlocs out because, I mean, you you probably don't want to play this because Finley's going to be one of them. Yeah, I don't I don't think you can yeah. play this in a Highlander. As I'm bolt. saying that, I'm talking myself out of it. But I, yeah. I feel like as a deck thinning mechanic, you know, if you're playing enough Murlocs and then if you just want, like, let's say that you've got some sort of, like, maybe, like, maybe you run like a weird Holy Wrath Paladin, right? Where... Mm-hmm. Everything that's not part of the combo is a Murloc. And then you just play this to get all that crap out of your deck all in one fell swoop. Is that yeah. the right thing to do? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I feel like there, I feel like there's, you know, this is when I go back to the cards that look really weird are often the ones that are broken. And I feel like this is close to that level. Yeah. You know, I can't, I'm not smart enough to figure out. And, and I said this about Call to Arms at the time, too, which is why I'm, which is why I'm saying that. So I remember mm-hmm. when we reviewed Call to Arms, and I remember vividly that what we said is, I don't know what minions you're pulling out of your deck, but this is going to be powerful and someone's going to figure out how to break it. And damn, we were right. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> that's and, absolutely true. And I know that this is an 8-mana card and not a 4-mana card, but I feel like that like this is getting there. And I feel like there are enough decent Murlocs that you could probably get away with it. I'd go. I'd go with a four on this. Yeah, I think so. I think I don't know how we're getting to a four, but I feel like it is. Yeah. And in arena, we've it's learned from your mistakes, Steve. Yes. I have drafted. Anything can happen. Pick one. <laughs> don't do that. 
Justin. Actually, that was that was that was my. I'm gonna throw my wife under the bus because that was her suggestion. And no, I, 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 I remember and said, that. And she said, "No, I want to try it." And I said, "Okay." And we got one bluegill warrior, and we had a ten mana bluegill warrior. <laughs> yeah, not so good. Not so good. Yeah. Um. So next up, we have Micro Mummy, which is a two mana one two mech with Reborn. Uh, at the end of your turn, give another friend, random friendly minion plus one attack. So, I guess if you're playing the quest, you play this. But like, Master Swordsmith is a card that, granted, doesn't have reborn, but it has, it has exactly the same stats otherwise, and it sees zero play unless you get it off of a lackey. So I don't really see Micro Mummy being good enough. If this had reborn and magnetize, maybe. Yeah. But it doesn't. So I, I and you don't want to play this on turn two because then it's not going to buff anything. Like it's right. just activating the quest, and I'm sorry, but that's not good enough. So I, yeah, I think two is just where this has to live for now. I'm down to a one on it, but I could come. Are you really? It. Yeah. I think I think this is trashed here, honestly. Okay. Like, yeah. Let's go one. Yeah. I like that. And, and an arena is probably a two, just because like you you can buff things. It's, you know, Reborn's probably a little bit more valuable in Arena, but again, this is... It's it's Master Swordsmith with a little bit of upside. Mm-hmm. That was easy enough. Yep. Next one here is Brazen Zealot. One mana, two, one, minion. Whenever you summon a minion, gain plus one attack. So this just, like, screams Aggro Paladin, right? You play this on one when you are playing turn one without without the coin. Your opponent can't do anything immediately. And then the hope is that you can kind of spam minions. And I don't quite know how you're doing that on turn two. I, um, you've got enough, you've got enough minions in this set that spawn other minions that you can probably get there. Yeah. Like maybe not turn two, but like turn three, you have that, the bunny, you have Microtech controller from, Mm -hmm. from Boomsday. Like you've got enough minions that summon another minion or two an- along with every reborn that dies and comes back is going to trigger this is blessing of might still one mana i believe it is yeah because if it if it is it i is think we could see um what was the name of that aggro paladin deck um oh, like old, old no old school just like uh not rush paladin but Basically, just running all like I, it, it's essentially face paladin is like what it paladin, is. Paladin, basically. Yeah, you you run some buff mechanic. I like. I feel like this card might might make that possible. It's not it's not fantastic or like a, a game changer all on its own, but the fact that it has so much potential right out the gates means that your opponent has to answer it or is taking a lot of damage really quickly. Well, okay. So here's a scenario for you. This is not an impossible scenario, right? Turn two, mm-hmm. Scarabag. Turn three, Brazen Zealot. Blessing of Might. Run it into something. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean that that's that's reasonable. I mean I could see like Breakfast Paladin, you know, which ran the eggs, mm-hmm. which is why it's Breakfast Paladin because you only have eggs at breakfast, obviously. Obviously. Um, <laughs> you know, I I mean that that could that could come back, right? And then this would be part of it. I I feel like there's there's a way to get this top. I mean, certainly in Wild, an Odd Paladin, like Good Night, like you know, just turn three Brazen Zealot Hero Power get uh you know a a four one and two one ones like that seems okay just good yeah. yeah so i think it's probably at least a three if not a four it's probably a four i, I want to go four on it way, yeah some there, there's gonna be a way to to exploit this i think this is a stronger card than it looks like yeah because it says summon and not play i think that's that's the key on it yes absolutely mm-hmm. and in arena it's 
probably a three. Yeah, like it's, it's, a, it's, it's, you know, I mean, you, it's you, sometimes you, it's a one mana two one with relevant text that you'll be able to trigger. Oh, and by the way, Christology, huh? Oh yeah, that's a thing, right? Oh wait, no, that's one attack minions, not yeah, one. Yeah, but you, I mean, you still get like you know Glotrons and Skaterbots and yeah, and the fact like that you can get but... stuff to add on to this is still yeah. relevant, I think. So yeah, uh, three there. Um, and next we have um, Sathet's Pride, which... Salads. It, it, Salads it, it sounds pride. like a salad dressing. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's exactly what it sounds like. Um, so, oh, is it salad? Oh, it's not salad. It's, it's not a T. Oh, yay. My, we're, we've, reached, we've reached the point of the card review where my vision starts to blur. So that's fantastic. Yep. That's uh, a sign <laughs> that we were winding down. <laughs> it's only 1030. We're doing okay. Anyway, Salad's uh, Pride yeah. is a three mana, three, one death rattle. Draw two one health minions from your deck. So, you know, one health minions are there are a, a lot of decent ones and one, again like with christology one health does not mean one one cost and it's either you're getting a lot of aggro minions that are things like a uh, wolf rider or like scarlet crusader um, or you're getting a lot of stuff that draws you cards because a lot of the draw card death rattles like loot hoarder and thalnos are um are also one health so mm-hmm. also Twilight Drake is a one health minion, just just saying. So if you're playing a Dragon Paladin, this could be relevant oh, that's as well true. Just to get those yeah. out of your deck. So mm-hmm. I think this is a pretty strong card. It's just a matter of like how you how you make best use of it. But I think that somebody will it, it I'm not sure what the best way is to use use it, but there are enough enough potential ways to use it that I think at least one of them will stick. Yeah, and the fact that it just trades up. Like, yeah. that's good. The fact that it refills itself with itself is potentially very, very yeah. strong. Um, so I, it doesn't look great just at face value. But as you start thinking about it, there's a lot of implications. I hadn't even thought about Twilight Drake yeah. or Twilight Drake. That's kind of insane, potentially. So, yeah, I think it's no lower than a four for sure. Yeah. And um, it, it'll it'll enable some really interesting builds for Paladin going forward. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of Dead Ringer and Priest, right? Where it doesn't see play everywhere, yes. but when it uh-huh. sees play, it's really annoying. Yeah. And, and in arena, it's probably a two. Maybe, maybe, I mean, it, I guess it depends on, it's going to be draft dependent. It could get better. Yeah. Depending on how draft on, on how your draft ends up being. Like if you end up drafting enough one health minions and you, can if you have two minions this, in your deck with yeah. one health, I, yeah. I think that it's good because yeah. it's potentially an arcane intellect with the three, one body, you yeah. know? So it's probably, um, it's probably a three, I guess it's not, yeah, I think a three is fair. Yeah. You're, you're not, you're not going to go out of your way to draft it, but I think if you, if your draft supports it, it might be better on average than, than some cards. Yeah. Okay. Next card here is Pharaoh's blessing. Six mana spell. Give a minion plus four, plus four divine shield and taunt. This is practically the Zilliax of spells because you are buffing your dudes up a lot. So, uh, yeah, Blessing of Kings is four mana. So the question becomes, like, is it worth two mana for the Divine Shield and Taunt? And I, I, this is another one I've vacillated on. Like, you, you could it could be helpful. It could not. The Divine Shield is probably the most relevant thing because that means that something can immediately trade into something and still be around which is not insignificant. I mean, I think about Spike Ridge Steed, which was yeah. insanity. This is not quite Spike Ridge Steed. <laughs> this is definitely it, not Spike Ridge Steed, no. But but there's enough here where you kind of are getting a twofer with it, and uh, you're getting a lot more attack than you should have. So I think I think there's potential here. I'm just not like excited to build a deck with this in it quite yet. Yeah, the only way I can see you putting this in a constructed deck is if you're building something around Spirit of the Tiger, and then... 
because generally like in even oh yeah when you would play spirit of the tiger you would you would play that out and then you would blessing a king's it or you would spike rich deed at the next turn and then you'd have you you'd have the the spirit that could attack right away and then you'd also have mm-hmm. a four drop a four four or a six six alongside it so i mean i could see it there but that's not a deck that we've seen enough support for and this is not getting you there so but again in a highlander deck maybe you just run one of these right so yeah it's, it's fairly costed it's fine it's not wor- i mean it's more expensive than blessing of kings but it's not a worse deal than blessing of kings mm-hmm. um but it's it's just like everything about this card just says this is fine which means it's a three yeah i th- it's a three. I think it's it's the classic example of a card you're excited to get off of a random effect. Yeah. And you're probably not building your deck around. Now, in Arena, being able to buff up a minion and, and do a twofer is not yeah. an insignificant deal. So I kind of want to go four, especially could, since your hero power it. just guarantees yeah. you're going to have something, essentially. Yeah, I could, see, I could see a four in Arena. Cool. Okay. And then we have uh, Sand Wasp Queen. Which is a two mana three one battle cry at two two one sand wasps to your hand. So, if again, if you're going down the brazen zealot route, you want to spam a lot of minions onto the board. Here you go. Um, you have glowstone technician is a card. There are other hand buff cards. I'm not, I'm not getting on the hand buff train outside of mech paladin because like mech mech paladin is ridiculous because you get to put all those things together into Voltron. Not literal Voltron, because we're not playing Memorons head in standard, but, you know, like, metaphorical Voltron. Um, these are not mechs, and I'm not super excited about this. Yeah, Beast Paladin is not a thing, and I don't think this makes it a thing. Even in a token Paladin or, or something like that, I just don't, uh, I don't quite see it. So, I, I mean, I guess a two is fine, because, like, the fact that you're getting stuff to play... Maybe in, in like a swarm deck or something. Of course you want the wasps if you're swarming, you know, but that's just about like it, essentially. Yeah. In arena, just knowing that you've got more minions, it's yeah. it's a little bit better. It's not – I'm not upset to, to choose it just because it guarantees a little bit of like very soft card draw, essentially, um, where you've got more minions off of just the one. It's a it's a all-in-one package, essentially. Uh, so I, I I'd say like a two in standard three in arena maybe. Yeah, I think it's a three. I want to go higher than that because it does die to a hero power. But yeah, it does. You know, it's not. If it was a two mana three two, I, like this would be a four easily. But the fact that it dies to a hero power keeps it at a three. Yeah. Um. Okay. Oh, is it? Oh, you're no, you're next. Okay. This one's me. Yeah. Ancestral Guardian is a four mana four two with life steal and reborn. I don't think you ever run this. If you get it off of like evolve or random reborn effects, then it's fine. Uh, like just if your opponent has to run stuff into it, that's a lot of life that you're going to gain. So I guess that's that's the highest of the highs there. And especially if you have Crystal Smith Kangor or something like yeah. getting it. I mean, that's like uh, light rag essentially, you know, but um I don't know. I I just feel like if they take care of this and it's just a one mana, it doesn't like they're just going to ping it off or, you know, um, something like that. I just don't see why you run this in a deck, I guess. And I feel like I'm going to eat those words because the lifesteal yeah. part of this like has me coming back to. Yeah, but it's life. It's like Zilliacs almost as far as like it's well, walking uh, fountains, the better, the better comparison. Sure, sure. Yeah. Right. Because walking fountain is going to hit two things and heal you for eight. And 
this is maybe going to do that very slowly. I mean, the pro- the difference with Walking Fountain is it has Rush, and this doesn't have Rush. Mm-hmm. Right, Rush is the big thing with Life's, and that's Zilli X too. And, and I mean, if Reborn is really that big of a deal, we're going to start seeing a lot of silence in the meta anyway. But, um, which have we flat out said what Reborn does? We probably not. <laughs> Oh, big mistake when we jump all the way in. Okay, so I'm sure many of you know, so we won't take too much time. But Reborn means that the first time this minion dies, it will uh, it will come back and only have one health. Uh, it will not reborn again unless there you were running shenanigans or something, but on its own. So this is like a four mana four two with lifesteal. When it dies, it comes back as a four one with lifesteal, and then it's done. So the the upside with reborn that i've thought through is that it does take quite a few resources for your opponent to deal with it so like as far as sticky minions are concerned like all of them are that and the fact that this is for for attack the fact that it has has life steal like your opponent really can't uh can't let this live for very long so that has me thinking okay but i i probably don't want to go higher than a 2 on this yeah. um m- maybe there are some implications for it but i I just think it's not it doesn't do anything immediately and you really need it to in order to be proactive. So maybe giving a taunt somehow, but I don't know. You're playing this for the quest, right? Like that's the reason you're putting it. Sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, inter- is, is the quest good enough? I don't know. But that's the reason yeah. you're putting it in a deck. I mean, if you use the hero power on this, then you've got a 2-2 with Lifesteal and Reborn in addition to this. And your opponent has to have some AoE to deal with all of that. So that, that tends to get – or that could get scarier. And maybe that – I don't know. I think I'm thinking too hard, though, on, on all that. In Arena, it's a little bit better. It's probably a three, honestly, because... Yeah. I think um, it's a four getting... in Arena, honestly. You like, think so? Two four-attack minions? Yeah. Four mana? Like, I mean, that's that's not nothing, right? Like, there's going to be a lot of Reborn, granted, but, like, two four-attack minions with lifesteal is nothing to sneeze at. I'll, I'll go with you on that, especially since probably around that time you're you're lower on health, so you're going to get some good. I mean, if you get the eight health off of this, I feel like it was well worth it, no matter what minions they traded in, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll go, I'll go up to a four with you on arena. Yeah. Okay, and then finally we go to sub- subdue, which is a two mana spell. Set an, a minion's attack and health to one. This is pretty simple. This is as close to hard removal as Paladin is ever going to get. And, you know, being able to it doesn't deal with death rattles, but other than that, it it deals with a minion. So I think you'll probably end up running this. It's a four, I would say, in, in both the construction and arena. Yeah, equality definitely died for this. Um, <laughs> but th- this is a worthy success or successor. Is that the right word? Yeah, sure. I, uh, it's a good card. I, I, I think four is right on the money, and this is going to see a lot of play. Dark Conviction is the one to think about with this uh, yeah. that we had. It was a two-mana set of minions attack and health to three. The nice thing about that was that you could be proactive or reactive, depending. Um, this is purely reactive, but there's enough big stuff that you have to get rid of that I think it's uh, it's still... It's it's just good. So yeah, four is across the board, honestly, on that. Yeah. I mean, again, if Breakfast Paladin becomes a thing, right then we're, we're making fetch happen. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but if breakfast paladin has become a thing, you're going to have eggs that have zero attack. This lets them attack and mm-hmm. die, which is what you want, right? So that there yeah. are some potential offensive applications for this card too. Yeah. Perfectly fine. Well, we made it through all of the league's cards. 
and we are well on our way to the end of this, Steve. So we've just got some neutral cards. Um, we'll start with uh, legendary here. Uh, if do we have any? Uh, we have two here. Oh, not in the not in the rundown. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't show there. Okay, all right. But well, the first we, one we here is... Go, Col- we'll go with what's on the screen. So there we go. There you go. Yeah, Colossus of the Moon is a 10-mana 10-10 with Divine Shield and Reborn. That's a big boy. You get this off Sea Giant with Conjurer's Calling. It's insane. Um, there's potentially some shenanigans, I guess, with like Muck Morpher or if you can recruit this. I mean, you put this in a big paladin and that's fantastic because with Duel, it just kills whatever it, it goes up against. Um, so I, I think there's some places for it. Uh, it just, you know, it, typically minions that don't do something immediately are are not uh, just aren't what you want. <laughs> so, yeah. but I think I think there are some proactive, silly ways to actually make it uh, somewhat viable. Yeah, I mean, there's a time and place for minions that don't do anything when they hit the board, and it's called Big Shaman. And, right, right. Um, I mean, if you are able to eureka this out and then put an ancestral spirit on that, that's uh, that's pretty good. So, mm-hmm. oh I gosh. See- I could see in the context of that deck specifically how this could see play. Outside of that, I don't think so. So I think so it's probably I, a three. But Yeah, I think like in the decks that really want it, it's probably a four or a five. Yeah, maybe um, it's but, a four in that. Spe- but it's it's a very narrow use case. It's not going to be something you're just going to throw in a deck. It's going no. to be a very narrow use case where you're going. I don't even think it goes in Conjurer Mage, to be honest with you, or, or Freeze Mage. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, like, no, this no. Is You're really going to like, get it off of This is like effect. Big Shaman where you can, or or maybe in Priest, where, you, where you're going to be resurrecting things, right? Like maybe then. Oh, yeah, if you resurrect because, this, that's like, fine. Like this is yeah. probably too slow for the Priest decks that we're going to be looking at, which is an amazing sure. and terrifying thing for me to say. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think four is probably more fair that uh, to its to its strength. Yeah. And in Arena, um... No, I, you're not no, you're, I like, I, I mean, OK, yes, it dies and it comes back and it and it trades like fine. But like I'm thinking back to like, remember that an old gods, there was that 10 mana, like faceless something. Faceless or other. behemoth. Yeah. yeah. And you people drafted that. And that was like the biggest trap card in the history of Earth, because yeah. you would play a 10 mana 10, 10, and your opponent would just beat your face in and ignore it. And this yeah. is going to be the same thing because this doesn't have taunt. So I would say it's it's probably a two in arena. Like you will take it some time. And and again, against the other legendaries you're offered, it may be the best option. But I don't think you're going to be super excited about it. You may be excited about it in the draft. You're not going to be excited mm-hmm. about it when you're trying to play it in the game. Yeah, I think that's perfectly fine. And then um, the other one that we have is, uh, well, is King Feoris. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. But I'm not gonna try to fix Pharaoh, Ferris, yeah, King Ferris, something like that, uh, something like that, yeah, yeah. Ten mana, five five. Battle cry for each spell in your hand. Summon a random minion of the same cost. Why? <laughs> like, like I, I don't. You're you're playing big spell something, and you're expecting to play this and then get value out of it. And then like, I just, this is, this, this feels like glacially slow. And this is a, this is an expansion in the desert. We don't have glaciers here. (laughs) It's very, very true. (laughs) So I, I, I just, I don't see this happening. Like I, 
I don't see a scenario. You're going to tell me what it is because your rating is very far apart than mine. So you're going to tell me what this scenario is. But the way I'm looking at this, this is a nerf to, this is a way to balance out the 10 mana, 10, 10 taunt that we're getting for for um, purposes of Conjurer Mage. Yes, which is a good thing. Well, you can tell by now, I learned a lot from watching Ali Straza for like 15 minutes or whatever it was. And she was running this in that deck. That deck was like a dragon big spell mage. And she ran two copies of Fire Tree Witch Doctor in that as well. And so she ended up getting three or four minions off of this. And this being a 10 mana just spawn four big things on the board is pretty good. Like the opponent had to use something like a Twisting Nether or Plague of Death or something like that to just wipe the board. And then she kept on going because she had the initiative after doing that. So... I, I think that this effect is very powerful and it's a matter of if the deck is powerful on its own because it can't just be powerful because of this one legendary minion that you run. But um, but I think that this is a very good payoff for that deck to be built. Um, so there, there's quite a bit of potential, I guess, is, is, is what I'll say with it. I mean, I guess the, my question then is how is this not win more, right? Because you have a bunch of expensive spells in your in your hand that you have not either not needed to play which means you're ahead you're vastly ahead or they're too expensive and too slow and you're looking for this to save you which is probably not going to which means that you're so behind that this is like a last ditch effort and yeah. either what either one of those scenarios does not sound worth putting a 10 drop in your deck for yeah i think it's that this just allows you to do something proactive especially in that mage build a lot of those spells are are reactive. Um, I guess you have power of creation or something, um, but everything else is more dealing with your opponent's board. This allows you to have something else in your deck that says you have to do something now because I just brought uh, a lot of strength here. So I, I'm willing to to meet you maybe at a three if if we can go somewhere in the middle there. Yeah, I mean I'm, um, I'm willing to go up to a three. I'm just I mean you're you're even bringing a power of creation, which is like the argument against this. That <laughs> that's like, very true. <laughs> like let's say that you have two spells and they're around six mana because that's probably what it is, right? Like then that's power of creation and power of creation fell out of list really quickly because very often two, two minions of that cost are, are not good enough. Like you need nine or 10 or at least eight drops in order to really get value out of this. And like, how many of those spells are you going to have in your hand? I, well, and it's the fire tree, witch doctors that really sold yeah. me because that allowed you to get something that's helpful, but that you didn't have to put in your deck and give you some early game also. So if that card's not in the deck, I don't know that it exists. So, um, yeah, I would say a three and then maybe, I mean, it's probably a one in arena. It's, it's I don't think you ever choose this. Arena. Yeah. Like a 10 minute yeah. five, five that may just do nothing. Yeah. That, that's, that's a, that's a one. That's a paddling. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Okay. Desert obelisk is a five mana zero five. If you control three of these at the end of your turn, deal five damage to a random enemy. We do not have tools to make this happen. And this just screams that it may be somewhat relevant sometime in the future, but it's nothing. It's a big old nothing burger right now to me. Yeah, people are going to try this. There will be a trolling clip. It's, I mean. The payoff is just so small. Five damage to a random enemy well, for it's, it's creating damage, really, when it happens, right? Because each oh, the thank damage. you. Okay, that makes way more sense to me. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just not happening right now. I mean, we've heard that we'll get some tools, but it looks like it wasn't this expansion. So 
Um, so maybe keep an eye and maybe inner fire priest can do something with this down the line, but certainly not now. Yeah, no, it's, it's like, this is like blood of the ancient one all over again. Like you're going to try and a lot of people are going to try and they're going to fail and, and it'll probably happen like it did. Like, like I got blood of the ancient one to work in arena once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that, you know that'll happen but like yeah you know i'll I'll, yeah. I'll argue a one on it just because i think that maybe down the road there's something that can come of it but yeah. right now it's, it's not, not a, it's, it's not, not even a zero, worth it but yeah, yeah it's it's in arena it is oh in arena it's a hundred it's, it's like a negative one <laughs> yeah there's just no reason to play it at all all right so blatant decoy is a six man oh actually five. we've got another card this oh, one actually didn't make did it i just met, did my spreadsheet just like die on us a, I guess it a few of them did for some reason right. but mogu cultist mogu is the next cultist, one i'll just go off the, the stream then so mogu yeah. cultist is a one mana one one battle cry if your board is full of mogu cultists sacrifice them all and summon high keeper ra Good luck. We have too many cards to talk about. Like and, this and is... High, High Keeper Raw, 10 mana, uh, 20, 20. At the end of your turn, deal 20 damage to all enemies. Yeah, sure. So that is the most proactive payoff we've had for a meme card yet. Um, but but goodness. Yeah, good luck filling your board with all of these. Like, there's probably a way to do it. I'm not spending brain cycles trying to figure it out. Like Tacnos Whisker is the is the best example we have, but even there, it's like that's not that's not the combo deck. You and you be have playing. to draw them all, and you have to clear out your board first because you need to have you need you need to have all seven slots free, which means you need to play Tacnos Whisker, shuffle them all in, draw them, and then kill off Tacnos Whisker before, or I guess Shadow Step it before you can um, before you get this to happen. So yeah. Have fun. Have fun storming the castle. But no. Yeah, if you want to meme it up, go for it. That'll be a lot of fun. But it's it's we can't judge these based off memes. So I, I I think again it's a one just because of the potential for the future maybe. Yeah. Um, But it's a zero in arena again because no. It's a one mana one one in arena. Like they're you're not drafting that. Okay, so the next one now is blatant. Or, oh, excuse me, Mortuary Machine. Man, there were a few that. What is up with my, you know, you got to get the guy who coded the spreadsheet and I, take him outside the woodshed or something. Yeah, something like that. So Mortuary Machine is a five mana eight eight mech. After your opponent plays a minion, give it reborn. We probably don't have enough brain cells to actually uh, debate this like we could, according to our thoughts that were in here earlier. But I think you you can't ever overlook a five mana eight eight because we've had them before and the downsides have been uh, livable. And I think that when your opponent isn't building their deck around reborn, you're really not in that. I, like as long as they're not playing taunts, essentially this eight, eight is just going to ram your opponent's face the next turn. And hopefully you can kill them fast enough. So, um, I like, I, this is somewhere in between the five, eight, eights we've had before. I think it's on the, it's like airing on the good side though. Honestly, if, if any of your opponent's minions have taunt, then just forget it. Right? Like that's, that's the, that's the risk. Like, you you play this, your opponent responds with Zilliax. Like, yeah, I mean, yes, that's the worst case scenario, but like taunt minions are not are not uncommon. Right. And like you really need to be. You need to have a very clear game plan of how you want to use this, like Silence Priest doesn't even feel good enough. Right. Like, I don't know. I it seems like. Yes, we've had a lot of these five mana eight eights. Like maybe it's another bitter tide Hydra, but I don't like as as soon as your opponent's playing any taunts, then 
it's game over. Like you're never getting through again. Well, and the fact that you can magnetize something onto this also yeah. isn't isn't irrelevant. I mean, the, the thing is, do you have tools in the deck that can deal with um, whatever your opponent does? Like, if you have removal, if you have silence effects, then you can. I, I think I think you run to double spellbreaker just to make sure if your opponent does something like Zilliax, you can you don't have to deal with that. But um, yeah, I mean, I I I like this. I, I want to fight for a three at least, and I think yeah. it's a three with potential. Sure. I mean, I guess I guess in wild you can play treachery warlock and you can give that you can give it to your opponent and then make a bunch of reborn minions. You can make a reborn void void lord in wild with this. So you know. Oh boy, yeah, you don't want to do that. <laughs> in arena, I would say it's probably the same because your opponent yeah. hasn't is isn't likely to have all the minions that are really that scary anyway. I mean, there I remember way back in the day, and I mean it's probably back again now. Like you used to have a decision of whether your deck was a Fel Reaver deck or not, right? Like, sure, is, your, yeah. is your deck the kind of deck where you can play an eight eight and say deal with it or I win, mm -hmm. and you don't care if they burn the rest of your deck? So, Reborn is a little bit scarier because it's not is my deck a Fel Reaver deck? Is my opponent's deck a taunt deck? Because in Arena, you're much less likely to be able to get through a taunt with Reborn, right? So, yeah. And it's going to depend on what class you are. Like if you if you are a pin class, then maybe you're a little bit more likely to take the risk, right? Because at least you can get through the second half. Yeah, I, I three it's just seems three. about it's right. Three. There yeah, too. So. Yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm just going to rely on the stream now, which means I'm I'm a minute behind because I don't know what's going on with the spreadsheet anymore. So <laughs> that's okay. So we've got um, so mischief maker is a three mana three three. Battle cry, swap the top deck of your card, uh, top card of your deck with your opponents. Where was this a year ago when I was complaining about Kingsbane Rogue? Yeah, <laughs> that's like that's the use case, and and I don't know that we really have a use case for that because like the use case I can think of is like Holy Wrath Paladin, but then you're dead on the same turn, so it this usually isn't going to help. Like, you would have to know what the top card of your deck is, which means that your opponent shuffled something in right after they've emptied out, like, like in Myra's, right? But if, if they're Myra'sing and shuffling something in, it's probably, like, 17 copies of it. Um, So just taking one really isn't going to matter that much. I don't yeah, know I'm where you use this, but I guess if there's any sort of a deck that wants to shuffle stuff into an empty deck, then that's the use case. Yeah, I, I want to like it. I want to see it as some good like uh, counterplay. But until we have some way to see the top deck of our opponents or the top card of our opponent's deck, it's just kind of a guessing game. I do love the art on this because they're swapping out the uh, Indiana Jones uh, golden monkey with a yeah. chicken. So that's awesome. <laughs> uh, major points on that. But in the in the meantime, it's probably a two in standard, like a three in arena. Yeah, it's a three mana three three. Yeah. Man, that looks like an angry chicken, though. Yeah, it probably is. Next one here is Questing Explorer. Two mana, two, three, battle cry. If you control a quest, draw a card. People were high on this when it was first revealed because this is one of the first cards that we saw of the set. I've just still been pretty meh on this. Like, it's nice on turn two if you play it right after your quest. Um, the, the best place for this, honestly, is the shaman, uh, because they are already making, taking advantage of the battle cries. But if you draw this later in the game, after your quest is done, it's just a two mana, two, three. And if that didn't help you, uh, in some other way, then, uh, yeah, yeah well, I, 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 I'm just not high on this 
I guess what they're saying is they're offset. It's this is offsetting the fact that you're draw that you're you're missing a card in the mulligan, but you're it's not because I mean you're getting a two mana two three, and that's giving you another card. Like okay, but that's a two mana two three. Like that's not that's not really helping you. Like it's fine. Maybe you play it. But I mean, and and really, like you have to get this in your opening hand or your first few turns because a lot of these quests are designed to go off, like turn six or seven, and then you have a two mana two three, right? So yeah. like you could draw, like if it's if it's like the hunter quest, okay, right? Like the hunter quest that's going to go off later, then or the maybe the warlock quest, then you know where you just need to draw cards, like okay. But most of the time, this is going to be a vanilla two mana two three, and like no, so it's probably too constructed. Three in arena because two mana two three still has value. Even the quests never... are never going to be there, so no, it is a two minute. But it's, I mean, you you draft you draft a, a river croc sometimes, right? And and it's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a that's a three in arena. Yeah. Ah. Uh, okay. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, a river croc with a better hat. No, that's hey, that's very true. As far as fashion is concerned, questing explorers got that. Yeah. Um, so next is Neferset Ritualist, which is a two mana two three battle cry restore adjacent minions to full health. So obviously the use case for this is like reborn minions or like anything in priest. Um, I don't know if this is good enough to see play um, in constructed, but I think it'll be experimented with, and I don't think that it's not not good enough to see play. Um, I, I think I could see, a, I could see uses for this in, in something like priest where you're trying to restore a lot of health with, for the quest and you have a lot of reborn minions that are coming back at, at one health. Like I, can, yeah. I could definitely see this potentially being used. And then, you know, again, if you're, you know, buffing things up, you know, that's that. Okay. And well, now I'll have a four mana five, six. That's okay. The re the reborn thing is interesting, and in priests especially, this almost feels like a circle of healing on a stick that's yeah. only proactive to the things you want it to be. So, like with Northshire cleric, it's just it's crazy. So I think I think there's some potential. It's just uh, we've seen this effect, and it hasn't been great. This is just an upgraded version. That it's a question of like, will it be good enough? And I I think it'll be okay. It'll be on the better side for sure. Um, I, I want to give it a three, I think, in, in constructed. Like I feel like it's a four. I'm not like I'm not sold on it being four, but I got this this feeling in my in my gut that says this is a four. Yeah. Okay. We can you know, we can go up like, to a four because like the thing is that yes, we've had hose and healer before, but we also didn't have lucent bark and we didn't have the priest quest. So we yeah, have, and those we, things we didn't have a uh, we didn't have an incentive to heal us. Right. Now. Right. Those make it even better. So yeah. I, 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 I think I can see that and go up to a four. And in arena, I mean, the chance to be able to heal. Not, if you if you're healing one thing, that's good. Healing two things is is potentially insane, honestly. So I think yeah. I, I, we just looked at a two mana two three that does nothing. This is the complete opposite. So I think it's a five, honestly. Yes. I mean, I, I will I will dock it some points internally for not having a good hat. But <laughs> other than that, yes, I think this is a five in arena. Ritualists never have hats Ritualist, anyway. Not only does it not have a good hat, but he needs to put on a shirt. That's, uh, I don't know. Maybe the healing powers are coming from the lack of shirt. I don't know. I, I'm not <laughs> buying that. <laughs> Next one here is Infested Goblin, a three mana two, three with taunt. Death rattle, add two one one scarabs with taunt to your hand. So this kind of feels like um, 
the little exorcist that we had a very long time ago that ended up being a three mana two three baton most of the time. It, its effect was very different than this, obviously. Yeah. Um, the question is like, what's the value of the one one scarabs with taunt? If, unless you can buff them up somehow, they're just going to annoy your opponent. They're not really going to get in the way. So I'm I'm not really sure that this fits. Like we'll talk about taunt warrior in the next. Uh, episode like maybe you'll pick this off discover every now and then i don't think you ever put it in your deck though do you ever want taunts and token druid i'm not this is not one of that's my, interesting this is this is not one of my normal like I, you're wrong and i'm gonna ask you a question can, no, to, no no to no, no. think about it i'm, I'm legitimately asking because i don't know the answer I, I wonder if you put this in a specialist lineup for token druid for specifically yeah. for the mirror honestly um, because buffing, buffing things up is fine. And yeah, I do think that there is some value of putting this down and, and having some extra stuff afterwards. The fact, I assume the, the one, one tokens are, cost you one also being able to so. combo that with buffing is, yeah. is pretty relevant in like a token druid. So I, I don't think that's too crazy of a question to ask. Um, especially in an aggro heavy meta, maybe that actually makes the deck a little bit stronger, honestly. Yeah. And I mean, you play, you play acorn bearer and this is acorn bearer with taunt. I mean, it's three mana instead of one, but uh, you know, that that's not, it's not nothing. I mean, you also do have things like the hunter quest that wants you to play more minions. You have a number of cards in, in warrior that buff taunts. Like, I don't know if this is good enough to go in any of those. Um, which is why I'm, I'm leaning towards a three. But I feel like it has some potential uses and it's got enough it, it fits in a, it fits in enough like little weird niches that it'll probably find a place in one of them. Yeah, I think the three's right in arena. It's probably about the same. It's maybe a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but I don't think you're really excited to to get this. You'll take it if, if it's up against some other stuff just because of the value. But um I, I think it's probably a three there too, honestly. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's effectively it's it's four or five of stats for five. Like we've already talked about a couple of cards that are four or five for five that we're not super excited about, but they're not terrible. Mm -hmm. So that this probably is the same thing. Cool. Yeah. Um, and so now we're moving on to the commons. Yes. So the home stretch here. <laughs> yeah. We we'll, we'll, usually the commons go a little bit faster. They do, yeah. Um, Jar Dealer is a one mana, one one death rattle and a random random one cost minion to your hand. So, I mean, you know, if you really like jars, this is for you. Or if you like carpets, yeah. A this magic... and carpet zoo seems pretty nice. So this is like for, for a magic jarpet deck. Is that what this? Oh, I like it. I like it. You this got your carpets. You got your. I, I would call that bizarre zoo because yeah. you know they're selling a bunch of stuff. I don't know. Maybe it's the thing. Yeah. Like I. I yeah. I, again, like you know, we just talked about the hunter quest. We, you know, token druid is a thing. Uh huh. Again, I, I think there. I, I don't know if this is good enough to go in any of those, especially like the fact that it's a death rattle and not a not a battle cry, is it slows it down a lot. But you know, sure, I sure. Mean, it's you know, it's not nothing. I, th I think three's fair. Yeah. I think like until I thought of the magic carpet, it was like, what is the point of this? But once I thought about that, I can't get it out of my mind that it's like you want one cost minions in that deck. And this just refreshes that. And you really don't care what it is. So I think I think three's fair in an arena. It's like a two or three. I mean, yeah. it gets you another card. Is it going to help? Maybe it's probably a three. It's probably one yeah. of the better one mana cards that you could get. Honestly, so it's it's two one mana cards and one. That's probably fine. 
Like, yeah. you know, I mean, you generally don't want to go out of your way to draft one drops, but, you know, mm-hmm. this, is, this is okay. Sure. All right, next one here is Mermy. The Mermy. One mana, one, one, Murloc with Reborn. It, it is nothing to uh, write home about. It's fine. I mean, this is like Mecharoo or uh, Argent Squire or Possessed Villager. It's just the same, only it's with Murlocs. The problem with Murlocs is I really want proactive things to be happening. So this is not that. Like, I'm okay, I guess, with playing this on one, but I'd rather have a Murloc Tidecaller. So I don't think this is going to make the Murloc lists. I think that uh, it's really you're really only going to see this off of uh, Reborn or Random Effects. I think it's probably a one, honestly. I mean, you play Mecharoo in non-mech decks, right? Sure, sure. And, like... Maybe not now, because mechs are probably more valuable than murlocs right now, but mecharoo is going to rotate. And so a minion with that effect sees play in a lot of these types of decks, and it's not exciting. It's not something you're going out of your way to look for, but um, it's, you know, I I think that effect will see play at some point, point. I think that's a three. Yeah. Okay. You know, and and arena is probably the same thing. It's it's two one-ones for one which is not great but it's fine i would go, i would go to like okay i can see I, it i'm only going to choose this if it's up against other one cost minions that aren't great you know uh, otherwise i'd probably rather get something at a different at a different number yeah. or a different cost yeah i mean i think more likely where you'll see this until mecharu rotates is coming out of underbelly underbelly angler that's where you're yeah yeah on. That's probably good that Angler gets a little a little hit. Let's talk about a Murloc I'm way more excited about, though. Why yeah. don't you tell us about this? So Fish Flinger is fun to say, and that art is is pretty good, too. Um, <laughs> yes. Is a 2-mana 3-2 battle cry at a random Murloc to each player's hand. So first of all, this is just fine, right? It's 2-mana 3-2. Those are good stats. Those are Bloodfen Raptor stat- stats. We know that that is just the definition of pressure. Sure. And um, and meanwhile, you're getting another Murloc. And yes, you're giving your opponent another mur- a Murloc as well. But Murlocs are, are on their own are not high value. Like Murlocs are high value when you have a deck built around them. When you're just mm-hmm. getting like a random Murloc Tidecaller or a random like Light Seer, right? Yeah. Like who cares, right? It's not it's not that big of a deal. And in sometimes some types of decks or in some types of like, well, specialist isn't a thing anymore. So we don't we don't need to talk about like specialist <laughs> sideboards. But but like in, in a world where specialist sideboards would be a thing or you're teching against a very specific type of deck, like a Mechathune deck, for example. Like if you just throw a Murloc in your opponent's hand right before they're about to go off with Mechathune, like that's a problem. That's mm-hmm. something that's that's wasting at least it's one disruptive. turn where they have to play it and then kill it before you before you actually can go off with the Mechathune, and that could cost them a couple of turns. So, but for you on the other hand, yeah. on the, for you on the other hand, who are playing a Murloc deck, yeah. it's going to help your strategy pretty much no matter what you get. So, I I, I think this is very strong. This uh, and this may not be the uh, the two mana two three that uh, Rockpool Hunter. But I think this is the new two mana. You just put this in a Murloc deck, honestly, because it's uh, and and the three two stat line is much more proactive, like you said. So I I honestly think it's a five. I don't know if I'm willing to go up to a five. Uh, yeah, it probably is. What else no, are you asking from it? You're like, probably no. You're right. It, you're right. It does. It, it's one it of those cards like Town Crier that it's yeah. like or, or it doesn't projects. feel. 
yeah, it doesn't feel very good, but what more could you ask from this? It's, I think it's easily a five there. Yeah. And in, and in then, Arena, and, it's probably a four. Yeah, four's fine there. Yeah. I mean, it, it's going to be a little bit more painful to give your opponent a random Murloc, but still not the worst thing in the world. So. Next one here is Anubiseth Warbringer, 9 mana, 9 6 minion death rattle. Give all minions in your hand plus 3 plus 3. Um, this is po- potentially good in Arena. The effect is potentially strong. And I think there's way too much thinking of like maybe the potential. And it's not actually good at the end of the day. Yeah. This is, this is like. Just so slow. Like. When I when the next time that I start talking about card review terminology and I talk about win more, like this is the card that I'm going to use for that example. This is like sure. the dictionary example of win more. Because if you're playing this card and you get the effect to go off, like one of two things is happening. Either you've got a whole bunch of minions in your hand that probably were going to win you the game regardless of what the stats were on them. If you were able to get to turn nine and play a nine six and not die, um, and then have them all get buffed, you probably didn't need them to get buffed, or your hand is empty and it doesn't matter. Yeah. So in constructed, this is going to come off of random. You'll see this when your conjurer is calling an Alexstrasza. That's when yeah. you'll see this, and and occasionally it'll be, be relevant then. But so in, in, in arena, yeah, an arena, it's it's, still a, it's probably, a three in arena. Probably. It's still probably a three because again, it's not that much different. Than a ten mana ten ten without taunt, mm-hmm. but it does have an, a, a death rattle that's relevant. And if you have cards in your hand and you play this on turn nine, that's potentially a lot of tempo going your way. So yeah. I, there's, and in standard, you think it's a one or a two? I think it's a one. It's a I don't one. think you've ever put this in a deck. You're going to get this off Conjurer's Calling. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. And then. Um, I'm I'm trying to figure out where we where we go to. So okay, this one's yours, Wasteland yeah, Assassin. No, we still got it. We still got miles to go before we sleep. Okay, Wasteland <laughs> Assassin. Literally, we're getting case. there. Um, Wasteland Assassin is a uh, five mana four two stealth reborn. The only the only use case I see for this is like Conjure Mage now sometimes plays halftime scavenger. They do. I've run into quite a few lately, honestly. Yeah, and, and the reason mainly is because you can play this and then guaranteed have a uh, a, a target for Conjurer's Calling the next turn, and it also will heal you. Now, this will not heal you, but this also could remove a minion more likely than the than the Halftime Scavenger. I think you probably still want the Halftime ca- Scavenger. I mean, you know, in, in a Paladin deck that really wants Reborn, maybe you play this, but I feel like they're, they're, we've seen better Reborn cards already. Yeah, I the fact that this has stealth and the and that the token it generates has stealth. Yeah, that's the best part of this card. You know, I just I'm struggling. I, is that and, worth I mean, five mana though? Yeah, that that's the problem. Jungle Panther at three is is pretty good, and this at five is it's probably fair. If it were a four, I'd yeah. be I'd think it was a little. Not even too good. I don't know. These reborn cards are really hard to to yeah, evaluate beforehand um, because I, like, I think I feel they're like we're getting these all wrong, like we were with the lackeys. So it's possible. <laughs> I, I I hope not, but I I probably want to go just down the road on a th- with a three on yeah. this. Yeah, there's some potential there, but I don't think it's going to be one that um, really moves things along. This, this and then in arena, little, yeah, it might be a little bit better in arena because yeah, it's, it's a four there. Be, it's basically going to be removal. 
Yeah, you're yeah. getting you're getting that removal off of two cards. Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. fair. Next one here is Vile Fiend, a two mana two two demon with life steal. I was really high on this card at first, um, but then you reminded me of cards like Pumpkin Peasant and um, what are the other and life swamp, steal? Swamp Leech and Dread Swamp Leech. Night. Yeah. Yeah, I they unless they have rush, lifesteal minions tend to not do much. I think there's more potential if a demon zoo or demon deck comes out of this expansion, which I think there's probably more hope for than ever before. Yeah. Um, but this isn't necessarily going to be a core part of that strategy. Um, so I think it's I think it's just fine. It's probably exactly what its uh, what its stat line is, honestly. Yeah. Two, two. Across the board. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think. Yeah, that's pretty straightforward. Cool. All right, and um, Bone Wraith, is that what we have next? Yes, Bone Wraith. Okay, so mm-hmm. Bone Wraith is a 4-mana 2-5 Taunt Reborn. Um, taunt is good. 4-mana 2-5 Taunt is good. A 4-mana 2-5 Taunt that comes back from, from after it dies is good. Um, I think that anywhere that you're going to want Reborn, this is going to be one of the Reborn minions you're going to want. It's, it's pretty good. I'm, yeah. I have a tough time comparing whether it's better or worse than Sludge Belcher. I feel like I've been on both sides of that. What yeah. do you think? Um, it's uh, it's a little worse just because the attack is a little bit worse, but I think it's a fair comparison. I mean, you're getting a two one instead of a one two back, which is relevant because you can ping off a one a one health minion. But I mean, like again, in a priest deck, right, where you're gonna want to be reviving things and you're going to be doing things like unclaimed i don't know the the three three that kills something and brings it back to life at full yeah 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 Mm -hmm. um you know that that's relevant too right like if you're hitting a reborn minion with that that's just value so i i think that there's where there are uses for this also in like you know the taunt decks if there are such a thing for warrior (laughs) <laughs> right. Um, I, I, I think you get this off of random effects and you're really happy or like you're discovering stuff and you choose this probably sometimes. Um, I, think it goes I, the, I think it could go in some decks as a, as a defensive option. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's fine. And it it's probably I don't know if it's a three or a four. Though. I think it's a three because we're using the word fine. I think that's been our barometer. <laughs> in this whole episode. I'm glad you keep me you keep me sober with that. In arena, it's a little bit better. I'd I say it's, it's a, a four, four there. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right, next one here is Injured Tolvir, two mana, two six with Taunt, Battlecry, deal three damage to this minion. This effect is very strong in the right deck. Um, my problem is where it's happening on your curve. Like this being, I, we saw Injured, uh, not Tolvir, what was the... Oh, uh, um, Injured Kvaldir? Kvaldir, yes. The one mana, two four that dealt three damage to itself. And that never really did anything outside of the Camel Hunter deck. Do you remember that? Oh, that God. would just Desert tutor Camel. out the two four... <laughs> <laughs> oh man! That anyway, that's memories. a blast from the past. But I, I, I think that this is very similar. Like the taunt is nice. Um, maybe you can get away with it with some of the healing effects in this uh, in this set. But I think it's just where this lies on the mana curve that makes it not what you want. On its own, it's fine. It's just probably not uh, not going to do that much. Why is a two three taunt not good enough? Because it's a two mana two three taunt. I, I guess do we have anything to relate it to? I don't in that, think so. That I'm thinking back to like um like the th- pompous thespian as like oh yeah closest three, two. thing yeah. to that and like or actually you know you know what the a- analogy is? It's weird, but um oh, what, corner century, a corner century sure. is effectively a two three taunt that just hadn't yeah. been damaged yet because mm-hmm. the the because the raptors were going to. 
right? Yeah. And and that did see play sometimes. Again, Priest wants to heal things, mm-hmm. right? So it, a taunt that is going to keep you alive and give you a target for the hero power or a target for a circle, circle of healing or divine him, like, it seems like it's going to make its way in, especially okay. because you're going to need anti-aggro tools. And this is at work. The floor is a two mana, two, three taunt, is, which is good. Is, div- is divine him still in standard? It is. Oh, it, oh dear it, Lord. It, it, it is. And it's, it's spectacular. I'm I'm nervous about that. Okay, I, I'd be willing to go to a four then on it. Yeah, if, if you're I, feeling it, I feel like this is this is my my priest sense is tingling on this one. We'll put okay. it that way. All right, I'll I'll trust in, that. And in arena, like it's a four mana two three, a, a, yeah. a, a two mana two three taunt. That's fine. That's better yeah. than fine. I put it as a three. I, I think it's a four. You like, think? We we just we just talked about questing whatever, which. It literally, which is a river croc, and we gave it a three. This is a yeah, but I was feeling a two on that, honestly. So, my uh, my internal measure is a little bit off on that. Yeah, but I, uh, I mean, this is a two three taunt for two mana. I think that's I think that's a four. Okay, all right. I'm I'm still not feeling it that much, but I just uh, I I don't believe strongly enough to okay. um, to Fair argue enough. on that one. Fair enough. This next one's you here. Oh, is it? Okay. Which are we up to? Is that beaming? Uh, beaming beaming sidekick? sidekick. Yep. Okay. So beaming sidekick is a one mana one two battle cry. Give a friendly minion plus two health. Eh, I, I mean that was maybe in zoo. Maybe like, didn't we have something that did that in zoo? I'm trying to remember. In, in yeah, like, there was, there was like a three mana three two that gave all minions plus one health. Oh, the the. The, the boisterous bard or something. Yes. And that's awesome play in odd paladin. So I, I think you're right. And I keep thinking about carpet because yeah. carpet zoo is just probably going to be the most effective. And so getting a two, two with rush is really good. And then pr- possibly protecting something also on top of that. It's decent. I just don't know if it's, um, if it's good enough on its own. Cause if you just play this out, um, I guess honestly, if you play flame imp on one and then you can give it two health the next turn, that's really strong. Ugh. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're already feeling that, so so maybe I'm going a little bit higher on this than I initially thought. Um, I'm still I'm still thinking two though. No, it's a three. It's it's so. at least a three. I I was I was I was debating right. a four. I, I acquiesce. I I I beat you into submission on the other one, so I'll I'll <laughs> give you this one. In arena, I would go down to a two. Yeah, I so. like the health is okay, but the the one attack is just not strong enough. So right. Here is a Temple Berserker, two mana, one, two with Reborn, and it has plus two attack while damaged. So I didn't realize it until I saw people playing with this card. That means that the token that you get from the Reborn effect has plus two attack. So it comes back essentially as a three, two, which is interesting. But the fact that this has... Or a three one, thank you. Sorry, yeah. um, th- but the fact that this only has two health, you have such a limited window where this thing becomes valuable. I'm, I, I just don't see where it really fits, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's. I mean, again, maybe if you're doing a Highlander version of the Quest Paladin, and you need reborn cards, that's well, that's you can pull this off Christology if nothing yeah. else. But yeah. you no, know, I mean, it's. I, I think it's probably I one. I feel like I feel like we're thinking too much about this one. Yeah, <laughs> one in standard. Probably one in arena. Also, honestly, eh, maybe it's two in arena. I mean, yeah, you're getting yeah. you're getting something additional off of it. I yeah, guess I mean, you're still getting a three one that you can attack with. You know, maybe, yeah. or at least you're forcing your opponent to ping it. Yeah, 
Um, okay, so Serpent Egg is a 2-mana 0-3 with a Death Rattle Summon, a 3-4 Sea Serpent. First of all, the art on this on this card is fantastic. Oh, yeah. The, Can't wait to get this in gold. <laughs> yeah, this this is good. I mean, again, this is pretty close to Nerubian Egg. Like, the attack's one less and the health on the Igo's one more. But, I mean, like, <laughs> this isn't... Um, oh, God, how, how did I forget the name of the egg from um, from Kethi Devil Sword Egg? Devil Sword Egg, thank you. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, this isn't Devil Sword Egg, but, I mean, a few things are. But getting a 3-4 out of the egg is good. And you have decks like Zoo that want to blow up their own minions. And I and I'm not giving up on this breakfast paladin fantasy. So sure, you know I think this is a really good card. Yeah, I mean I, I've been playing. I forgot to mention I played a swarm zoo list that runs um, the scarab eggs. Yeah, it runs. I, there's something else that creates tokens. I can't think of what it is, but it also runs lost spirit. Okay. I'll give you fifty brownie points if you remember what that That's card the is. Death rattle give all your minions plus one attack or give. Or yes, is it, or is it just one random minion, one or the other? No, it's it's all minion, okay. all friendly minions plus one attack, and it's a two mana one one. But the the crazy combo with that is that you play it and then grim rally it to give all of your minions plus two plus one, which is a lot of damage if you've got a very wide board. And if that deck has taught me anything recently, it's that as long as grim rallies around, eggs are fine. Like and and yeah, this three four. I, I don't care that it has one less attack. Yeah. The, the uh, Nerubian Egg and Devil's Sword Egg taught us that these things are really powerful. So I really think that this is just as strong as those things. And it's going to see a lot of play in Zoo decks that, yeah. that have some way to kill it immediately or in Paladin decks that just buff it and then get a get a free good minion out of it. Too. And then make a copy of it with Reborn or not. With why Reborn. not? You just make a copy of it. I, I don't know why. Oh, the like Reborn. Yeah. With the classic, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The 2-2. Two, two, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think this. Um, yeah, this is this is easily at least a four. I would go four or five. I, I feel it's probably a four just because it's it's going to be useful, but I don't. It's not. You know, we need support, like it's, right? It, it's not a Nerubian egg, but it's like I, I don't think it needs to be a Nerubian egg to be. We're we're not. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, but we're also calling it like a five archetype defining, right? Which is which this. That's is. true. Yeah, it's in it's, arena. It depends on if you have this stuff. I'd say it's probably a two at the best. Yeah, I think so. maybe even a one. Yeah, the eggs in arena generally are not as good in arena because they're harder to kill. They're mostly AOE protection more than anything else. And you know, for that for that reason, it's it's okay. But you're you're not really going to want to choose this unless it's up against some other bad stuff. Yeah. Um, next one here. Oh, is it? Oh, it's your. Yeah, it's your. I think okay. this one's mine. Yeah, bug collector is a two mana two one battle cry summon a one one locust with rush. Uh, it's, it's okay. Um, I wish they both had rush. If they both had rush, that'd probably be too good. This is like, um, uh, hench clan Hogsteed. It's just split up a little bit differently. Yeah. I, the nice thing about this, especially for token decks is that you're immediately proactive, right? A lot of those token decks have been running hench clan Hogsteed, but you get in some weird places where, you know, your token's going to die. So you don't want to buff it yet. Um, you kind of want to wait until the next turn. So with this, at least you're definitely getting stuff that both of them on the board at once. One of them at least is proactive. If you get any buff off it, great. Maybe you just need to take care of something small on the other side. So I, I think it's a fine card. It's just nothing flashy. Yeah. I mean, I keep thinking back to Whirly Glider, which is kind of similar, but it, it, it fell mm-hmm. out just cause the other more synergistic cards were part, were, were more what that deck was looking for. Like maybe in Quest mm-hmm. Hunter, you're looking for this, but it's not like, you're not playing this in, in like a normal beast hunter because again, because masters calls a card. Yeah. So I, it's probably a two. I think it's, it's fine, but I don't, I, I don't see the scene playing constructed in, very much. 
No, in the token decks, though, it's going to be fine. Like, I think it's a three in those decks. I mean, just in fine. the token decks, you have cards that summon three three minions for, you know, at, at one, two at mana. Two. No, well, three mana, but. This isn't competing against those cards, then. Well, it's I mean, competing Dream against Way, Dreamway Guardians. It is. Yes. I don't know. I, I'm, I I'm, think if they're running Hench Clan Hogsteed, then they're going to at least consider putting this in instead of it. Yeah, I think a lot of them aren't, though. I mean, they're running Hench Clan Hogsteed because they want to do two damage to something. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I'll put it at a two. So in Arena, it's a three, though, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Candletaker is a three mana, three, two with Reborn. Seems fine. I mean, if you want Reborn minions, this is a Cromulent three, two Reborn minion. Yeah, it's nothing it, fancy. It's low health, so it'll die. But, you know, that's that's OK. Like, Harvest Golem is a two three that summons a yeah. two one. This is play. a three two that summons a three one. I mean, Harvest so. Golem only sees play because it's a Mac, to be fair. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that too. Yeah. Um, so I, I think no higher than a two on this, though. Yeah, I think for so. sure. Yeah. And it's probably a three in arena, I would say. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Golden Scarab is a three mana two two beast. Battlecry discover a four cost card. Jeweled Scarab in League of Explorers was a pretty strong card, and it saw a lot of play. Uh, you know, if you can evolve this, if you can buff it, then it's great. And just the fact that it replaces itself—I mean, it's an under under uh, statted, you know, card on the play. But um, but I my experience with Jeweled Scarab was that you almost always got something uh, worth it on the next turn, especially like in Reno decks or something like that. I it's very strong for Arena and in Standard. I don't know why you play it. I guess maybe in a Battlecry deck, but you play um, in a Highlander deck, right? Because yeah. you need to fill a slot. Yeah, I, well, and the the Battlecry Shaman deck maybe just because you're, gen- but but the fact that it's so across the board what it could be, you'd rather have it generate something that you know, like a novice engineer or something like that. So yeah, don't we have something in one of the other classes that we didn't talk about that has some synergy? Like whenever you discover a card, like do do a thing. Uh, it probably is that that might that might be relevant. We'll have to get to it on the next episode. Yeah, we'll, probably, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll put a fork in that and come back to it. But, yeah, I, I think it's no no uh, less than a three though for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. In an arena, it's a three also, maybe a three with upside. Okay, and then the last one that we have of the commons is Desert Hair. Which is a three mana one one battle cry summon two one one desert hairs. So, um, you know, you get three one ones in if you want, you know, in a token deck, this is fine. I mean, if you are a, a master's call deck and you want token things, then this still fits in there. Um, you can use this in quest hunter. I mean, there, there are places to use it, it's not, it's not exciting, but if you have a need for three one ones. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a question are you playing this or microtech controller right now and I, yeah. the fact that you have a 2-1 token I, and I mean like the, the mech token paladins aren't magnetizing anything so they don't really care about the mech tag it's just that it's getting more minions and that's better statted so well, they care about it, the mech tag because dynamatic is a card really that's the reason they care about that oh that too yeah no you're right so yeah. I, unless there's a way you can take advantage of the beast i don't know why you're playing this right now but it's fine I it's, mean, it's why not both right like you may yeah. run both like that's not i mean you're running you're running True. stuff like like um like explodinator right now 
And like, mm-hmm. I don't think that Exploding Eater is a bad card. I don't know that it necessarily falls out, but it's still a four mana card. Maybe you want to go a little yeah. bit faster. I, I don't know. There's, I think there's there's reasons for it. I, I could see it. Um, I'm not excited about it, but I think, uh, you know, because it's I want to use three. the word, Yeah, because I want to use the word fine, then it's probably <laughs> a three. Always. And in Arena, I don't know. I'm like, it, it's a two or a three because yeah. the fact that they're just little dinky one ones, like they, they might be okay, but they, they died. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. I think that I'd probably go too. Yeah. yeah, that's like fair. it is three of them, but it, they still die to pings and they get traded yeah. obviously. All right. I think. We've made our way through most of them, but there's one card that we intentionally skipped because, Steve, I know that you uh, you've been dying to talk about this card. And if you're dying to talk about a card on the Happy Hearthstone podcast, uh, you really have to give give it its due coming. So uh, what do you say to to welcoming in this this with a little tune? Well, you know what happens when you're dying to talk about a card? You know what you need. You need some killers. Let's go. Breaking my back just to win this game. 17 turns and my target just can't aim. I'm breaking my back just to win this game. But legend ain't close in metas like this. Anything goes, but don't blink, you might miss. Cause legend ain't close in metas like this. I said, oh, legend ain't close in metas like this. Cast that big spell, cast that big spell tonight. Never thought random targets would feel so right. But somebody told me that you had a pilgrim who looked like a turtle that I had in February of last year. It's not confidential, it's got potential. So very nice, my friend. <laughs> so and and that kind of an intro could only be for a card that is worthy of that, which is the the better version, a good version of one of my favorite cards of all time that should not be my favorite card of all time, <laughs> which is Tortolan Primalist. Which is the card that I infamously went all in on on our first you one really of these, did. and yep. and and fell on my backside hard, <laughs> and finally he is getting his due because we have Tortolan Pilgrim, which is an eight mana five five with a battle cry. Discover a copy of a spell in your deck and cast it with random targets. So Tortolan Primalist was just discover a spell and cast it with random targets. And Mm -hmm. the problem with that is that there's a lot of spells and a lot of them are bad. And I kept picking that in arena and pyroblasting myself in the face, despite there being six minions on board. The difference is that this says a spell in your deck. So, Oh, this, it it is a mage min, a mage minion. We should specify. Mm -hmm. Um, because we were talking about we were talking about arena commons before, but Mm -hmm. so this is a mage, a mage epic, eight mana five five. 
And and the difference between spell in your deck and just spell is that you get to control what the options are. And Mm -hmm. that is a huge big deal. And like, if you look at just what Freeze Mage runs right now, right? Like, if you just look at whatever, like, the latest version of Freeze Mage is, like, there are, I think, like, five or six spells in that deck, and only two of them have targets, right? Like, you run, um, like, Ray of Frost, Frostbolt are the two that are, that are targeted, and then you have, or, or I guess you have three because you have Conjurer's Calling, um, but not all of them even run Frostbolt. And then you have Arcane Intellect, you have Frost Nova, and you have Blizzard, you have um, you have Pocket Galaxy, and and you'll probably run Puzzle Box, right? So as long as you only run two car- two spells that are targeted, then you will always get one that you can cast safely. Now you may not necessarily want that effect that moment, but at least you won't be pyroblasting yourself in the face. And, and I think that's kind of the difference is that you can control what you have in there like this is eight mana guarantee that you can get pocket galaxy to go off in a reasonable amount of time or yeah eight mana praise yog <laughs> like, <laughs> and and either Let's one of those the is dice. valid right yeah. so and, and you know i mean worst case scenario is you draw all those spells and you just have like ray of frost and frost bolt and maybe it maybe a frost bolt itself who knows but yeah i think that this card is a lot stronger than a lot of people think it is and i i say that knowing how far i fell on my on my butt with the original but the sure. fact that you can control the spells and you don't even have to limit yourself to three you can run four or five as long as only two of them are targeted and even mm-hmm. then it's not the worst thing in the world if you get three you know, three that are targeting themselves, it'll happen sometimes, but it's, it's really, really strong. And the fact that you get to basically shadow visions, that card, like you're not taking it out of your deck. Like for pocket galaxy is probably in that negative because you would want it to come out of your deck. Cause you're never going to catch right. it a second mm-hmm. time. But, but like, um, but for something like a puzzle box, like, okay, well now I just puzzle box and I can puzzle box again. So that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, my argument was going to be around shadow visions, but you just brought that up. So I'm just going to say that, uh, you are making a much safer choice than before. I think, uh, you know, before it was hoping things would work out. Now this card can, uh, or constructing the deck with this card, you can guarantee that you're going to get something good off of it. And I think that we've already got some, some good stuff. I know I brought a power of creation before, but I'll bring it up again. Like, you know, just just creating stuff is pretty good at the and the the hardest thing that this card is going to have on its plate right now is the fact that conjurer's mage is just so good um so i you know until that happens uh this may not be in the meta necessarily but i think that the um the deck is going to be really strong and this is going to be a core piece for sure of that i so. mean freeze mage is freeze mage is a meta deck right now like it's it's a is slightly it? different yeah oh yeah oh yeah. well yeah it's a slower conjurer's it's, build right it's a, i mean it's basically a variant of it's a variant of Cyclone Mage that runs more freezes and less Cyclones. That That's all it is. But it's doing basically the same things. And, and, and like, if you have an empty board, you can just play Conjurer's Calling and have it target this. And then yeah. you get two eight drops. Yeah. And, and that's great. pretty good. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, if Freeze Mage okay. is a thing, which I think it will be because it already is, then, you know, this will be, this will be part of it. It, it. I can't see it not being... I mean, I guess I can see it not being, but I think there's probably a couple minions that you might want to cut to make room for it and, and to be able You're- to get so like so even just like I can get a blizzard now. I can get an extra freeze in a mm-hmm. freeze mage. Like that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I, I think that the deck that wants it, it's just a no brainer. So it's uh it's definitely a five. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I mean, in arena, it's probably, it's probably a little bit more draft dependent. Like if you have the spells in your deck and you have it, you, you, you would, you would probably want to draft this late. Like mm-hmm. once you know what your deck is looking like, but if you have the spells in your deck to support it, you could probably get away with it. Otherwise, it's an eight mana five five, which you know, and that's going to probably pyroblast yourself in the face. Sure. <laughs> and so that's probably closer to a three. But yeah, in 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 constructed, like this is one of the the non priest cards I am most excited about, and and it kills me to not be picking a priest card as the card of the week. But I think that this. <laughs> I, I think this the was problem well worth priest it, is that there's so many that I couldn't pick one. So I, I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm letting all of my children be equal and I'm going with a mage card. There so. you go. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's smart. So the priest cards don't hate you after uh, yes. we do our review no, next we, week. We're going to be spending a lot of time together next week. And so yes. we need to all get along. Oh man. <laughs> and we've got plenty of cards to go through there as well. So man, well, what a what a journey we've been on through the League of Explorers cards. I think that, um, you know, there's just a lot of reason to be excited about this set. Obviously, we're always excited about new set, new cards and all of that. This one is so interesting. And I think that, um, you know, the the team I, I talked about a couple episodes ago, the, the Hearthstone team has been through so many iterations of um of changing as far as people that are there and strategies that they're going to do this feels like maybe this is the first time that they've truly been able to do everything that they wanted to do in a set since all of that and if this is a sign of the future i'm really really excited honestly as to what's to come yeah and i think that you know the difference between like this set and like the last two middle sets is that it doesn't feel like there's so much overpowered stuff in the meta that we're going to get a whole bunch of toys and not be able to play with them. Like yeah. that was that was the problem with um, with Knights of the Fro- both Knights of the Frozen Throne and with Boomsday before nerfs came down. Especially like Knights of the Frozen Throne, they just gave so much stuff to Druid that Druid just became oppressive, and they had to do. Then the Giggling Inventor thing was you know an issue with with Boomsday. It doesn't feel like we have that dynamic going into the set. It feels like there's. Like, there are powerful decks in the format, I, you know, Warrior, obviously, but I feel like there it's not so powerful that, you know, these things aren't going to have an impact. And that's what's mm-hmm. important when you're getting a set like this. Yeah. So this will be good. Of course, we've got another half of the cards to go through. So next week we'll be looking at the League of Evils cards. We haven't even touched Plagues yet. So, uh, so definitely stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, as we wrap up this show so that hopefully I can get Steve uh, to bed before it's the next day, um, <laughs> I just want to remind you, as always, that you're the happy Hearthstone. I'm so thankful to be able to spend all of this time with you, regardless of whether you listen to this in one sitting. I, for those who stuck with us, there's several who have been in the Twitch chat through the entire live recording of this episode so thank you to each of you for joining us uh for this special twitch event uh at least it's a special twitch event for us uh thanks for being with us and uh thank you so much for those of you who are you know regular listeners you support on patreon you know no matter what the case like i this show is all about all of us who are part of this community and all of us just uh bonding together in different ways through the discord twitter uh and everything else so thank you for being a part of things 
And I have to send a very special thank you, as always, to the producers of the Happy Hearthstone, Menach, KJ Miller. Excuse me, I got to say your name right, KJ Miller. Man, uh, Brian O, and our brand new producer of the show, Mr. Blurry. Thank you for so much for supporting the show at the level that you do. Um, it really, uh, I, like, I don't take it for granted how much you believe in the show, you believe in me, and uh, I know that uh, you especially look forward to these episodes. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for making it happen. And uh, for being such good friends through all of this. So um, I'll uh, I'll breeze through the other ways to just connect with the show. If you want to check out the Discord, go to the happyhearthstone.com slash Discord and click on the link there. You can find the show notes, including all of the reviews we gave these cards, links directly to them at the happyhearthstone.com. Uh, you can find my Twitch, twitch.tv slash Andrew is living and on Twitter under the same moniker. If you'd like to email me, if you'd like to be on a future episode or if you have thoughts, uh, questions, ideas uh, for future episodes, you can send all those at the happy at gmail.com. And I think that's everything. Uh, the Patreon is patreon.com slash the happy as well. Steve, until we get the deep dive into it, the priest cards. How can we hear or see what you're tinkering with and uh, and everything in between? Yeah, so you can well follow me on on Twitter at Wicked Good. That'll be the way that you get all the everything that I'm doing. Everything that I do is on OffCurve.com, um, podcasts, dashboards, um, you know, links to my Twitch and my Discord as well. Um, I should be streaming Tuesday night uh, to open packs. Usually, my wife Maureen and I will open up both of our packs um on stream on that tuesday night so usually that's around somewhere between like eight and nine eastern so uh you know please you know you can come in and hang out with that my twitch is you can just uh, twitch.offcurve.com or twitch.tv slash wickedgoodfm or if you happen to be in the stream right now you can just click on my name and follow there and um there's probably some other things that i'm forgetting but it's close to midnight so i will leave it there but this is the downside of, of <laughs> recording uh, in depth. So, you know, I'm thinking, Steve, while we're here at Old Doom, maybe we can, like, see the sites. Like, I'm sure if we just, like, you know, check out the obelisks and stuff, nothing crazy could happen, right? Like, I mean, I, I know there are, like, signs saying don't touch anything, but I'm thinking, like, what the heck? Come on, we're only here once, right? I mean, my main concern is if we keep talking, the sun's going to come up, and we don't want to be here in the desert when that happens. No, I don't think so. <laughs> well, well, we'll find a place to hang out or, or something like that, but... Um, but man, thank you so much. I can't wait to, um, to try out these cards and, and by next time we will have had some experience with them. So it'll be yeah. exciting to see what comes from the, uh, the new set and everything. Uh, thanks for being my confidant for, uh, for this wild ride, my friend. I mean, it is my, my pleasure and my honor and my privilege. So I am happy to do it. <laughs> so All right. there's no one, I, I say this every time there are very few people who I would record a three-hour podcast podcast with and then sign up to do it more than once. So, <laughs> and we're we're going on. Uh, I guess this is the eighth one actually yeah, that, that we've is, done. We're so almost through our third full rotation. So, oh yeah. buddy, let's keep it up. Well, yeah. thank you, Steve, and thank you so much for visiting the Happy Hearthstone and having a little fun with us. I'll see you next time. Bye. Mm-hmm.